0: Cleary said you were brutal. That can
1: be. Well, it's been a long time, but we're back. I mean, it's Marlon been less than a calendar again. year. It yes. has, exactly. And unlike normally, it's actually not really our fault this time. No, that's very so, true. <laughs> you know, there, there, there was nowhere to record. What could we do? Um, but good news is we've been spending the, the time... Uh, watching lots of movies in the meantime
2: too many one might say yeah uh so as a bit of a catch-up on the year as as well as a final wrap-up top 10 whatever uh this might be a bit of a longer episode than usual but it'll be sort of a year in review themes goods bads nudity Mm. which apparently there's a lot of as sarah and her keen eye spotted (laughs) Uh, I guess, given the name of this podcast, we'll begin with the Irish Films yes. of the Year, or well, maybe not Films of the Year, but yeah, the Films that came out this year, mm. um, if you want to ascribe order to them, you feel, do it. Uh, so, the five we're discussing. Yes. Yes.
1: Five we enjoyed. Yeah, mm. Yes. Or did we? No, we hardly
2: <laughs> did, I think. Uh, Black 47, Kissing Candies, Dublin Old School, Little Stranger, and a Mother Brings Her Son to be Shot. Brings mm. Her Son Out to be Shot? How many um, words are in that title? Yeah,
1: I think it's brings her son to be shot. But that is, I feel like you, can, you can't you help but, you Add. know, throw a couple of words around exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: well, since we're already talking about that one, Sarah, mm. talk about that one.
1: Yeah, um, so this is um, a documentary on uh, set in uh, Derry. Looking at, yes, a mother who brings her son to be shot. Um, it's quite like okay, obviously it's a documentary, so you don't literally see anyone getting shot. So you know, don't have to worry about that. You know, it's living in a an area that is um, run by gangs who mm-hmm. are kind of ostensibly there because um, uh, you know of the troubles, but are essentially now seem to just be drug gangs, um, who are yeah going to get get rid of the competition in any way possible. So it's just a really terrible story of of this mother who, like, essentially was told your son is going to be killed if we don't kneecap him first. Wow, okay. So she had to make this, yeah, really horrible choice. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's an interesting documentary. It it goes over a couple of, I think maybe three or four years to see how, how things are going on. But it, I mean, I suppose, this, especially since the way that the, the year has gone now, um, it's it's very telling, like, that, you know, it, if Brexit goes the way it looks like it's going, things might even get a lot worse.
0: Yeah. A, a, <laughs> before
2: we started Sarah was like will this be too negative I hope it won't be uh right out of the gate uh, so.
1: yeah there you go happy Brexit everyone <laughs> yeah.
2: what a note to begin on yeah um, so uh Dublin Old School got a lot of press this year did you see it
1: no okay um, but I did um, see a lot of ads maybe. a lot of ads
2: it was very hyped and very and I haven't seen the stage play you're more theater than mine mm. have you seen the stage play
0: no that's fine <laughs>
2: These are things you check before you start recording, fellow listeners. (laughs) Uh, It's quite good. I didn't love it. So it's Emma Kerwin um, based on his play about a, I don't know the lingo for cool kids, uh, Dublin scene sesh person. It's Mm. all just techno and yokes. And I never knew yokes was like the, the term. Until like, like two like years drugs? ago. What? Yes. Okay. You didn't know either. Oh thank God.
0: So yeah, <laughs> yokes
2: is like MDMA or oh, pills okay. generally. Okay. Uh I was zoomed, like that's too stupid sounding of a word. Mm. But apparently that is the actual adopted lingo is like gotten yokes. Mm-hmm. Which sounds horrible in my vaguely D4 accent and isn't right. But <laughs> you know, anyway. Um so yeah, it's all about that scene and techno and then his brother is an addict and sort of returns to the fold and it's it's sort of one of those comments on like fading youth and mm. the slippery slope from being like aggressively into partying and how that can lead you into addiction and you need more in your life than just parties and mm-hmm. even though it does its best to make party look amazing and like the best thing you should do and get high all the time with your friends on beaches in Bray <laughs> or in Wicklow whatever it was uh, if there's one thing I didn't love about it it's that this really works better in the stage play, is that Emmett Kerwin will occasionally lapse into his... The thing he's pretty well known for, which is like his sort of spoken word poetry mm-hmm. stuff. Which I like in isolation. Like, there's that one that came out around... Was it For Appeal, I think it was? That was all... Was it was like a short film that like, went through the rounds. That was really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: In a film context, to just oh, okay. oh, every yeah, now yeah. and again, yeah, just drop into that. feels yeah. really awkward. And then at one point, he's with um, Shauna Kerslake and then her character starts doing a voiceover and it's like what is this weird universe where everyone okay. just has the same sort of register of spoken word poetry that they do and not even like external monologue internal monologue that only they can hear and okay. it's it's distracting and weird and it happens like five times too many but aside from that it is a very mm-hmm. I suppose like quite loving portrayal of Dublin mm-hmm. uh, even though it doesn't make it look like a particularly clean or nice city but it does make it look like a fun
0: place Okay. Um,
2: I, yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't hate it, but I do think the spoken word stuff a little goes a long way, and there's mm, way too much of it. And okay. I, but again, that's just me being a philistine, perhaps, who hates rap music and doesn't like poetry mm. very much. Who knows?
1: Yeah, that actually that kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Sing Street, which I actually never saw. I, for I really very I, okay. Well, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it is like a great musical uh, mm. and like a lot of performances are really good but what it reminds me in particular of is uh, Jack Rayner plays the sort of older brother uh, Jack Rayner
2: <laughs> <laughs> the punching bag of this podcast
1: <laughs> Oh, now I bad giant baby you
2: man on a horse <laughs> I've never forgotten
0: that no he
1: does a he does a, gr- he does a g- great job I- in it but um, his character is I think 21 and he's supposed to be like this kind of washed up like he, he like you know Went partied too hard in his youth, and now he has kind of nothing to show for it. Um, you know, so it's basically he's passing on the mantle to his younger brother, being like, mm-hmm. "You know, you have to like go and live out your dreams like I didn't." And it's like he's twenty-one. Like, holy <laughs> shit! How how like bleak is Ireland that we we are <laughs> like,
2: legally dead but yeah. <laughs> twenty-two? Yeah. Wait, that film's only what two years old. Two yeah.
1: Years? Yeah.
2: How old is he in real life? Like thirty-five. Well,
1: probably. But, you twenty-one.
0: Know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, Are we
2: lacking so completely in younger actors we have to possibly, use the, the yeah. same three people? <laughs> That's pretty bleak. But, yeah, <laughs> it is
1: pretty bleak. Other than that, you know, it's a good movie. <laughs>
2: Speaking of the same three people, uh Don't Gleason, Little oh, Stranger. Yes. Yeah. Which if memory serves, we both liked mm. but also then realised the ending is actually incredibly dark yes. and kind of gross. Yes. But okay, so spoilers in on this one, it's a ghost story. End of the movie, some a ghost killed someone, or do mm. they? I think Lenny said in interviews, first name basis, Lenny, yeah. um, that in his mind there is a ghost, mm-hmm. that sort of like a, more like a poltergeist in that when uh, Gleason's character was a kid, like his resentment
0: mm. and
2: everything else sort of manifested in a thing that stayed in the house, so that's mm-hmm. what killed her in the end. I don't like that. That seems, like, too easy. I sort of mm-hmm. prefer our one, which is that he just got drunk, went back to the house and put her off the staircase and yeah. then forgot about it.
1: I actually, I don't know. Uh, well, I Not really... like it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I kind of really admired the film because um, it's it never, like, landed on one side or the other, which mm, is actually mm-hmm. quite rare. Like, mostly... Yeah. Mostly, you know, a narrative will come down on the side of, like, realism or fantasy. Um, but this, like, very much... Works both ways, yeah. Easy. Works both yeah, yeah. ways, and I sort of I actually really like the poltergeist interpretation because um, to me, like it's one of the first times I've anyway encountered the idea of the poltergeist being a- an expression of like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. rather than like femaleness gone mad. And That's I think very
0: true, yeah.
1: And like you know, like I th- I think it's really nice to like finally have a story which actually doesn't in any way blame the women for what happens hmm so yeah
2: so just recall that was the lodgers this year as well
1: um uh, might have been
2: another irish uh-huh. house ghoster oh, that oh. one is a bit more it doesn't blame the women but it definitely leans a bit more on the whole oh having the sex again are we uh, okay. oh that's a incest so it's a bit, <laughs> oh,
0: okay, well done. both sides
2: are kind of <laughs> gross in that one uh but yeah no, you're right I actually hadn't really thought about that that it's it is a rare one in that case. Um, mm. But yeah, the film itself I quite liked. I yeah, think gothic horror really liked it. is sort of dead and mm. it never seems to make money because I'm not sure if that made money. I'm going to assume it probably didn't. But probably the, not, the last yeah. big one was probably Crimson Peak
1: mm. and that
2: failed horribly. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, don't
2: like gothic horror anymore. Although Hill House did well, which, you know, yeah. you loved so much.
1: Oh, I loved it. <laughs>
2: this is <isn't> the <laughs> so TV review not going into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say we from that one. Oh, actually, I would contend that... um. That possibly my favorite film of the year. Insane. Mm-hmm. which didn't necessarily do that well either. No. <laughs> but uh, I, I would, I would argue that that is very much gothic horror. So maybe we'll, maybe I can like expand on that thesis.
2: Now that you said later. that, like, I can see exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, <laughs> nope. like the settings have changed. Otherwise, yeah, that's mm. all right. Cool. We'll get that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Anything else on Little Stranger?
1: Um, I kind of really admired how it sucked me into like being sort of bored, and then it was like, <laughs> holy shit, it's not boring at all. <laughs> Like, there's, there's long times where it's just, you know, focused on these people and doesn't really seem to be going anywhere, mm-hmm. and then it sort of circle punches you into, like, oh, yeah, it was going somewhere really dark. So, so it's a, a really reverse like Mandy in your mind. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Uh,
2: so. Yeah, no, I quite good like boring. it. Good boring. Good boring. That's, that won't be on the poster, yeah. or, but, um, that's as close. The thumbs up yet to hear, I suppose. Uh, I think one that you may have reviewed possibly twice before, I can't remember, Black 47. Mm.
1: Yeah. I We're think, kind of I, speeding
2: through these, yeah. but there's a lot of politics i yeah, get through, so spare with us. Um, mm. Black 47, yeah, so, because you saw this in, like, what, March? Yeah. And it came out here July, yeah.
1: August? I think Much later. later. I think maybe, maybe September or something. Mm, like You'll be right. Yeah, a long time.
2: I've been informed by other people in the know that the version that, like, you would have seen, was the version I would have seen, is different Oh. And they'd finished special effects. So if something looked really ah. bad in your version, that's since been fixed, okay. kind
1: of. That's interesting. I mean, I really admired how much was, like, practical effects. Mm. And, and and I thought it looked pretty decent. But maybe that's one place where I, like, have a very low bar for <laughs> for passing. I don't know. Well,
2: I've been told that it's mainly in the... Remember at the very start when he's, he just comes home and then it's, it's the actual, oh, like, title okay. shot where you see the... Yes. I forget the name of that kind of building structure
1: okay the kind
2: of plantation structure there's a name for it when you see those in the background like, that's all cgi it's
1: like all detached cottages kind of yeah, yeah. Kind of
2: walled off um plots of land mm-hmm. uh, that's not real obviously because it's all gone mm-hmm. um i remember watching and thinking that it looked a bit hokey but apparently that was intentional like it was meant to look like a map painting which uh, okay. is fine but map paintings in live action compared okay, to but yeah, real yeah. people walking into them look really <laughs> over stylized and weird uh-huh it was finally like black and white when the actual title came up, but it, before that, like, this just looks okay. really off. But apparently, that was worse than the, <laughs> the version you saw. So I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I I liked it. I didn't love it, uh, which is probably true of every film I'm going to say today. <laughs> it's probably my favorite Irish film of the year. No, it's not. Second favorite. Mm. Uh, we have the favorite, second. Um, oh, right. <laughs> because yeah I, you described it to me months ago as taken mm. but
0: the famine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was instantly sold
2: and i don't disagree with that uh i think i had it wrong i assumed you weaving was the protagonist which i guess uh, okay. he sort of is in a way yeah yeah if you take the english side mm. <laughs> um, yes <laughs> yeah no it, it's it's odd seeing an irish film that because it's in many ways, it's very art it's really bleak
0: mm, it doesn't really yeah. end up
2: ever after no. <laughs> but it is fun seeing them take a real oral context, and they didn't have to do much to make it more genre, but it does feel a bit more
1: mm-hmm.
2: people said western, I'm not really sure I'd say western, but
1: mm. actually like an eighties uh, movie or yeah, something yeah, I had a friend who like um likened it to Apocalypse now. Oh, okay. Um, which I thought that's kind of quite an interesting, yeah. or, or or I guess maybe Heart of Darkness might be better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this and I suppose that that would be looking at it from from the British point of view of just like yeah, this movement into like this chaos that they have no idea what's actually waiting for them, and um, which I, I like, I would definitely, I think that's quite an interesting way of looking at it as well.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm actually thinking, like, would it be not better, but like interesting to see it from the point of view of just the English, where yeah, maybe. the main character would just be almost like a Batman figure,
1: just
2: mm, yes. emerging from the shadows and killing people. <laughs>
1: yes, or even a Robin Hood.
2: Uh, indeed, uh, mm, yes. That's uh, a terrible,
1: you know, hint for what's to come, but anyway. It's <laughs> so bad. Uh,
2: yeah, no, I really did quite enjoy it. Uh, like, oh, when's, when's the sequel coming out? We can't really do a sequel for that. And they, <laughs> they certainly shouldn't, even though it made quite a lot of money.
0: Yeah. I but think, um, yeah, there was...
2: I saw Skanon put up the top five grossing Irish films. It was four, I want to mm-hmm. say, and, like, Damon and Ivor was two, oh, and that okay. was upsetting to see. <laughs> you didn't see Damon and Ivor. Da- Damo and Ivor,
1: is that it? I haven't, but, yeah, I've kind of stayed away from it. Apparently, for, like, yeah. it, <laughs> the,
2: the IFC or... IFC?
1: Um,
2: What's our classifications acronym? Yeah.
1: Uh, Irish <laughs> Film. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh wow! This okay, is we're at a practice. Let's gloss over this. One. What I was going to say was yeah, like their actual advisory thing mentioned that it contains like severe stereotyping and so so even there, Whoa. yeah, like, that's how bad <laughs> it must be on that front. that they had to put that advisory in there.
1: That's amazing. It's pretty
2: funny, but yeah. not not good. Okay. is um, pretty good. Watch that one.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, like maybe we could have like a a 1916 movie next or something. I mean, I, you know.
2: I doubt they'll do that for a few years because Orty did that.
1: Yeah. And
2: not no one liked it apparently. So yeah. they probably study no, that, that IP for the moment. Um,
1: I I yeah, I don't know if it was like made comp- like kind of a fictional version of it or something. Mm. I don't know, maybe it could work, or maybe even like some sort of you know, not necessarily GPO kind of stuff, but like someone off to the side what they're up to.
2: Yeah, I don't know. If it wasn't GPO focused it'd be because yeah. again you can't replace Big Liam. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm what's his face is dead now so you can't get him back for dead either mm. what's his name oh my god
0: oh alan rickman alan rickman
2: <laughs> like, it's not alan Cumming. he's alive <laughs> <laughs> alan rickman jesus christ yeah. as you've seen listeners are or heard rather that our penchant for forgetting names is certainly not lost <laughs> even the name yeah, of ifco ifco that's what it's called <laughs> good got there in the end uh, yes but to what i briefly alluded to my actual favorite irish of the year mm. is kissing candies which it's another one of those... You know every Irish film is the same thing? <laughs> that's very, Sorry, that's very untrue. But there are always quite bleak social dramas about people in isolated communities feeling isolated in their communities. Mm-hmm. It's always like a small town or something. And this is... I think mm-hmm. it's, is it Drada Or it's somewhere like North Dublin that's very, very isolated. But the reason it stands out is because they just took that... Not generic, but that sort of quite well-trodden ground of here's someone who hates where they live and wants mm-hmm. to escape to like, a better life. And just portrayed it in a really artsy David Lynch kind of way, okay, so it's just really weird. The visuals are very heightened and overly colorful, and the editing is odd and it's it's more waking dream in terms of its narrative logic mm-hmm. rather than actually like a to b coherent and i mean i'm I love mm. Lynch and all that kind of crap, so I really enjoyed it. And I think if you're going to keep telling that story, which I guess is a very relevant story, and Mm. it's one that it seems to be what gets made a lot, so obviously it's resonating, I'd like if they did just experiment more with the structure instead of doing another really bleak Irish small town drama, which most of them, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, are. And like, it is bleak, and the ending is pretty bleak, but it's weird, and it's Mm -hmm. odd, and it doesn't really feel real, so it's better, Mm. (laughs) I guess? But yeah, I really enjoyed that one, that was quite a nice surprise for the year because again the rest of the, the, the things on that list we just listed are all very realistic they're all mm. very down to earth but even like Little Stranger it's quite
1: yeah I mean it got a straightforward and, narrative yeah to but you <laughs> it, as you said
2: there's no real ghost stuff yeah, in it like it yeah. doesn't like obviously there is ghost stuff in it but it's it's so grounded in a realistic aesthetic that it, mm. it could be either way whereas this one is very much no no this is a heightened weird mm-hmm. not real version of reality uh, and it's really really good mm. Uh, so yeah, oh, that, that's our quick wrap-up. Actually, yeah. So, what's your favorite Irish film of the year?
1: Um, I would say um, probably *The Little Stranger*
2: you nearly said Blackboard 7 you changed your mind <laughs> uh, interesting
0: all right, yeah, good.
1: yeah I
2: mean Lenny does make a lot True. of films <laughs> yeah that's out of the way the other kind of catch up thing to do now is we've well first of all I will give you the official top 5 film Ireland of the year films of the year mm. as voted for by all of our contributors uh, in 5th sorry to bother you 4 Hereditary 3 Phantom Thread that's the one I want to flag up <laughs> Two First Reformed and 1 You're Never Really Here Now, Hmm. Phantom Thread is not in either me or Sarah's um, top 10s because we've elected to ignore every Oscar film (laughs) from last year, even though they came out here this year because, I don't know, I just hate that thing because it's always like, you get to American top 10s in a given year and they're full of all these films and then we don't get them until a year later and then I just feel like our top 10s look weird and back out of date because of it, so... Mm i quite like phantom thread uh mm. sarah lesso so. um yes. so let's quickly discuss oscar films from 20 hmm how would you word this the 2017 no 2018 sorry yeah. 2018 oscar films that only mm. came out here in 2018 but are technically 2017
0: films yes it's, it's a, a catchy title <laughs> oh, <the> acronym <laughs> will <be> un-
2: unreadable <laughs> so that'll be mainly phantom thread uh the list i wrote is not on the page that it was ladybird Shape of Water and maybe Three Billboards.
1: Yeah, which, sure, they're, all, they're the, all movies. They are certainly <laughs> can, all movies. We can, um, say, we can say that for sure. I guess like a
2: start in Phantom Thread. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, why, why do you hate it? And Why is Paul Thomas Anderson the bad man?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's because I'm kind of sick of movies that use women's pretty harrowing experiences to like further a narrative about a man. Well, I think feel like that always happens forever. But I think <laughs> yes. at the moment, it's just kind of particularly frustrating because I guess there's like lip service being paid to the fact that like, no, women, you know, or people too, women mm-hmm. deserve to have their own stories. And yet we still have like so many stories that are just like worshipping like assholes because they're creative.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of that whole logic of, especially in a post-Elon Musk kind of world, mm, Yes, championing <laughs> creatives over... Their shitty everything else. Mm. I, yeah, I will agree with you on that one for sure. Uh I think Fountain Thread, because we did discuss this before, mm. uh, thing lost the time.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh
2: I really liked it when I saw it. And then we talked about it at length. Mm. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Uh but I'm gonna back around to liking it again now. Even <laughs> though I don't disagree with you on the like sure. the politics of it. I just think because I've never loved Anderson. Okay. Um I've always sort of admired him, but I've never liked most of the films because they're quite boring mm. uh but this one i got into because it has a very odd off-kilter black sense of humor to it mm-hmm. where it, no jokes are really jokes it's just yeah. it's really deadpan and i just I quite i kind of i really got into the sort of the tone of it and the that sort of wittiness and also it has one of the best horror moments of the year with the ghost
1: yeah the ghost style is good it's really
2: genuinely <laughs> creepy um and the performances are both really good. And even though I fully agree, that mm. it is, it's weird and bad and abusive and messed up. And again, this isn't justified it because it's a man that wrote it, but it's like, well, she has agency and she just uses it weirdly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to help him. Uh Although, I don't know, it's a sadomasochistic thing. I'm not even sure how to look at it or judge it. It's, yeah, it's odd. It is it's a really odd. odd film.
1: And I don't know, like there's definitely been some very weird responses to it as well. Mm. You know, like... Uh, it saw someone, you know, like I quite, you know, uh, quite like their, you know, their views in general, but saying like, yeah, but at the end, you know, um, he's like, you know, he's poisoned by his wife um, and that's, yeah, basically they, I suppose just to, to fill in any listeners, um, <laughs> this movie, yeah, it's about this guy who is sort of gaslighting this woman, but eventually she decides mm-hmm. to poison him and the, they kind of end up in a symbiotic relationship where he enjoys depending on her when he's sick and she yeah. enjoys poisoning him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ish. as concise as you can put it, I guess, um, yes. But, uh, yeah, like, I heard, you know, heard people saying, like, yeah, but for him, like, this is the ultimate, you know, the ultimate insult, the ultimate, like, nightmare. Imagine having to depend on a woman for something. <laughs> oh, God, oh, Jesus. Um, Who said that? No, don't tell yeah, me. Uh, I don't yeah, I, I won't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I suppose it's just this thing of, like, I feel like, Ooh, a lot of the messages that are being taken from the, it are just, yeah, they make me feel sick. <laughs> make me feel poisoned. It's ironic. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, wow, okay. Um,
1: Having said that, I know like what people extrapolate from movies doesn't necessarily mean that the movie yeah, itself yeah, is bad, yeah, yeah. but yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's not a Wolf of Wall Street thing, though? just because a film yes. is showing a person being shitty doesn't mean they are shitty, but then again, I think if you don't telegraph it or tell the audience how to feel about it, you get, yeah. you get the fight club thing of people missing mm, the point entirely and then yeah. championing the actual, like, the inverse of the message. So
1: I, yeah. Mm, well, I'm not on that one. Yeah, personally with Wolf of Wall Street, I feel like it spends far too much time with, like, your main man and his buddies having a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's like, why, why do you want us to think these guys are fun? And why Why do you want us to think we might want to be friends with them? So that's that's where I'm, like, ambiguous about that movie. Whereas, at yeah. least,
2: Phantom Thread, it's it's very much like, he's kind of funny to watch, but mm. you'd hate to know him in real life, and he seems like a massive asshole. Mm.
1: Yeah, agreed. I just wish that they wouldn't make a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's more interesting people in the world. Yeah,
0: well, anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a very philosophical point, but you're not wrong. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, I guess going to kind of jump from that to Shape of Water, maybe, which... Yeah. I probably would have made my film of the year if we were including it this year, because I, I was surprised how much mm. I enjoyed it, and... I think we discussed this before off-air at some point that it's, we both found, I, mean, I think this is with you anyway, uh, or a different person, but I've known it for so long, that the the early scene where you see her oh, yeah. masturbating <laughs> yeah. is like really off-footing for some reason, mm-hmm. but then you're going to go, no, wait, why is it off-footing? That's actually really good. Like, yeah. It's just like, a matter of fact, shown. it's shown, like, yeah, that's realistic and mm. it normalizes female sexuality and that's actually... It shouldn't be as odd as it is. But that's just be in a film, and yet yeah. here we are. It has to be in the fish sex movie. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: yeah. I quite like overall how they depict her sexuality and just mm. that she just having a good time. There's no comeuppance. It's well, she gets killed in the end. Spoilers, but that's not because of <laughs> or having sex. Does she? <laughs> well, <Maybe? laughs> I hate the ending. Actually, that's true. Uh, I choose to believe she died because I okay, think it's fair, weird yeah. that she was a fish person the whole time and mm. then she just was fine.
1: Yeah, and actually, <sighs> if she is a fish person the whole time, that sort of implies that the she kind of, as a, isn't it, as a child, she got like cut on her neck by like some sort of abuse? Did they, kind of they say what did it? I can't remember now. Okay, maybe they don't. But I, re- I remember people being like, this sort of implies that like her being injured was for a good purpose, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. not a great message to give people, I don't think.
2: <laughs> maybe she had that same, did you see Mute?
1: Yes. Maybe she had the same Oh my God, I forgot Mute this year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. bad. It was no good. <laughs>
2: the amish boating incident yes costume, cost him his his voice uh yeah but because the other thing was when one best picture everyone was like oh, such a generic obvious choice mm. like the the film made by like the the mexican immigrant about the fish sex is the <laughs> obvious choice for a best picture <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's a fair point uh
2: no i really liked it um I think its 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 aesthetics are lovely. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a nice, it's a warm hug of a film. Mm. Uh, a warm, slimy, scaly yeah. hug of a film. <laughs> uh, Doug Jones is great. He's always great, though. Um, mm. She's great. I, I do think it's annoying that... Not annoying, but it's sort of unfortunate that she doesn't get to talk. And it's...
1: Yeah.
2: She gets to one scene of it, but... It, yeah. It,
1: <sighs> this is the thing. Actually, like, one thing that I am a bit uncomfortable about mm. is the fact that, like... So she doesn't talk... Neither does her fish lover, And And there, there's no real sense of them communicating in any way that we can understand.
2: Yeah, he seems a kind of half-learned sign language.
1: Yeah. but like, But they never seem to have any, like, things that they share in common beyond the fact that neither yeah. of them can talk. Oh, yeah,
2: no, that's <laughs> um, true.
1: And I, I did see people going kind of like... It's a little bit insulting. It's sort of like going like, you guys are both, you know, blind. You should really hook up. Like, <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think, I and shall. even in
2: the sort of inadvertent equation of, well, she has a disability, therefore she's basically yeah. a subhuman fish monster. <laughs> that,
1: okay, this is yeah, this is like <laughs> the unfortunate implications I think.
2: Yeah, again, um, which aren't intentional. and mightn't even be there, but you can't. <laughs> the coding is there yeah. if you're looking for it and that's sort of unfortunate Um but yeah I still think it's a great movie <laughs> even if it makes a different be able to appear like fish monsters hmm.
1: maybe we're all fish mo- monsters in some ways Yeah, yep <laughs> that's, that's a good note to end on yes
2: <laughs> uh, so yes. the other two I have left here are Lady Bird and Three Billboards which would mm. you like to go for first
1: um Let's
2: we can breeze past are... three billboards
1: yeah okay well, let's breeze past three billboards it's all um, right it's fine <laughs> yeah it, it, i think it gets worse as it goes along um, yeah i yeah. kind of hated
2: every character <laughs> yeah uh, the narrative structure is really weird and bad mm, and boring yeah uh, i've seen people argue that no he doesn't get redeemed again we're screwing the plotter uh, people must have seen this film by now yeah. if they haven't <laughs> sam rockwell is a bad racist person mm. who the narrative I think, and I think you thought the same thing, Mm. the narrative sort of gives him some sense of redemption, even though he does nothing. Yeah. Just because, poor white man. Oh, sad times. Yeah. No,
1: No, I I saw a good um, argument, which I'm not even sure if it was about Three Billboards in particular, but it was essentially pointing out that, like, there's this view that suffering equals, like, being sorry Mm -hmm. for something. Like, yeah, sure, he suffers, he gets beaten up, like, he has a miserable time, but he he doesn't actually, like apologize for anything so you know
2: he doesn't stop being racist and no. he doesn't i don't think he actually apologizes to
1: not that K. i Jones
2: no. character does he? he visits him in the hospital and then he's rightly worries and attack him again but i don't think mm. he apologizes or yeah does it's, anything i mean it's
1: very it's very hard for white men to apologize for things in america
2: in 2018 yeah this is a hard time in general for them
1: so yeah so uh, oppressed so you know
2: like Francis McDormand's good but again yeah. I kind of hated her character yeah <laughs> I, just, I didn't like it very much again it's not bad it's is it it's bad?
0: bad. <laughs> I think it's bad
2: <laughs> in the interest of uh, balance Sarah's saying it's mm. bad therefore I will say it's okay, <laughs> okay. yes <laughs> uh, and then finally now, democracy
1: has been done we can move on exactly yes. <laughs> that's, that's how it works yeah.
2: Um. Ladybird, Lady Bird, uh, yeah. which I think would also, if we were doing a quote unquote real top 10, um, which included last mm. year, last year films, it would probably be quite high on my list as well. Mm. I didn't think I'd like this because I quite like Greta Gerig. I don't mind Ara I mm-hmm. can find her obnoxious at times, but she's usually okay. And the, the subject matter of sort of artsy, Californian mm. teenager in the early o- noughties I was like Ugh, this could be really insufferable and annoying mm. and I really liked it I thought it was really charming and nice and chalamet was really irritating but then again yeah. I think that's just him in real life I w-
1: I was very glad when I realized that the movie wanted you to think yes. he was irritating up until that moment I was like if if we're supposed to be cheering for this asshole <laughs>
2: okay this isn't kind of by your name it's alright You <laughs> don't have to like him this time uh, I didn't mind him calling him your name actually in I just didn't like mm. that film a whole lot mm. but yes no, he was really obnoxiously irritating in this movie but again that was the point yes uh, so I something. still think he, I can't get a gauge on what age he looks or is yeah, but I know he's like his mid 20s yeah. by now but mm. he always looks either 16 or 40 and mm. I don't know <laughs> he's an odd one
0: yeah agreed
2: he's like a weird ageless baby that just mm. shows up but yeah yeah because again, Greta Gerwig made uh, this film as a sort of vaguely autobiographical, not vaguely, I think it's quite autobiographical mm. um, film. Again, when you hear writer-director, self-insert character, like, oh God, this is not going to go well. But again, it was lovely. And I think it's getting to the point where our generation can start looking back on what is almost 20 years ago now and mm. kind of go, ah, oh, nostalgia. And it was, you know, kind of cute seeing the the computer room, mm-hmm. the one big dial-up grey block of a computer. It is weird thinking that 2002 was that long ago, yeah. and that we're that old now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it's yeah. odd seeing nostalgia for our own childhoods, yeah. just someone else's 80s childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, did mm. you did you did you like it?
1: Yeah, I did. I liked it. I kind of wish it had been focused around Saoirse Ronan's friend instead, because I thought she was mm, okay. a nicer. Well, she was a nicer character. Yeah. but I thought she was also just kind of more interesting. Um, and. I guess maybe this year I'm too focused on wanting to see nice people get stories. <laughs> um I, at times I found it hard to enjoy it because I just felt that that uh Lady Bird was just just annoying, you know? Um and um I don't know there, there was some some parts of the movie kind of annoyed me a bit. I remember someone pointing out that um her first boyfriend coming out was sort of learning like a punchline which yeah.
2: is kind of unfortunate. I actually totally fell about that entire subplot. Yes. <laughs> that was Lucas Hedges, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. And then he was also in that um, Conversion Therapy movie, which is, is out oh. soon. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Sorry, I was like free thinking here. No, um, no, no,
1: that's a good point, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I felt like there was kind of a little bit of like, I don't know, just like, is it white, is it white feminism to just be like, <laughs> you know someone else in my life is having a crisis of conscience you know they're like dealing with their sexuality but I'm upset so you know this movie should be about me
2: <laughs> I was say I'm glad for the sake of again balance that you are ragging on <laughs> men and women it's good yes. <laughs> you see if you this is what true inclusivity and intersectional commentary looks like That's this woman here. yes <laughs> uh, yeah no I don't disagree with you I think there's stuff in it that was problematic and that was, again, quite irritating. Mm. She, because Ronan, for all the praise she gets, I think she can be, she can lapse into irritating incredibly easily and incredibly quickly. And this one, I guess because the car is written that way, it's sort of hard to...
0: Mm. Maybe
2: it cancelled it out in my head that like the car is meant to be irritating and I find her irritating anyway, so I was like, okay, oh, this is fine. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you that everyone else around her almost is a more viable protagonist <laughs> where she's just this... There's no real hardship. Well, there's, no, there's some hardship for her, but I felt so sorry for her mother, and yeah. I never felt like that was justifiable. There was a no real point, justifiable actually. comeuppance on yeah, Lady Bird's part yeah. for the, how much of an asshole she was to her mother. It's a good point, actually. It's um, sort of like hereditary in some ways. Uh, mm,
1: yes, <laughs> so, I like the way we're like dropping these little things in. Yes, because our top ten <laughs> will be five seconds and done because always
2: already. <laughs> So that's yeah. last year's Oscar films discussed. Yeah. Was comment by your name in that list too? I guess it must, I have, think been. It must have been. But well, we yeah. definitely discussed that before. We so did,
1: yeah. We, we, we got comments. We got, in, we got in a lot of trouble. <laughs>
2: from one Twitter person in particular who I like, doubt listens anymore, but they do, yeah. hello to you. <laughs> so, Sarah, please regale us with your weird moments of the year, okay. which my quotation is Naked Man at Random. Yes. Or All of a Sudden. What was it? One of those two.
1: Um, yes. Both of those things. Um, Sudden male nudity. Yeah, sudden male nudity. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just sort of... Well, yeah, so the one that really kind of hit me... I probably should say that. (laughs) slapped you in the face. (laughs) Was um, uh, the moment in Hereditary. Mm -hmm. People remember near the end. A naked man just appears um, in... He's like in the yeah, background, bedroom?
2: kind of. In the is, it's there, or is there more than one? Is more than one? Isn't there, there, there
1: is more than one, but it's the first one you see. And um, who's the
2: first one you see? The one I'm thinking of is when she goes downstairs and there's the guy in the kitchen and I kind of pans to him. And he's like smiling and nodding. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that okay. is that the first one? All right, I yeah. think
1: think it is. Yeah, um and like as I'd been saying to to you, Richard before we uh, we started recording that um a lot of that film I found quite funny. I, I like I kind of thought it was supposed to be sort of a black comedy or something. um but that was the the moment where I was like, this is not funny anymore. <laughs> I am so terrified right now. Um, uh. And yeah, then I was watching um, uh, Roma just, just today and not as terrifying a moment, but there is also just-
2: It is shocking and very sudden,
1: yeah. yeah. Just this um, guy, uh, yeah, in also in a bedroom, uh, doing some sort of martial arts with like a big pole. <laughs> not a euphemism, not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah it's just like just another bizarre moment of, of uh, male bedroom nudity
2: I think that one's more bizarre because maybe yeah uh, well it's much longer it is. again. No, no <laughs> the scene goes on for an extended period of time <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say and it keeps cutting back to her in the bed yes. just like bemusedly smiling like she has nothing <laughs> to add to this conversation and just doesn't really know what to say yeah. which is a nice mirroring of the audience I feel <laughs> But it was odd. And it's a solid like two minutes. I want to say, yeah. of him just doing it's... these weird lunges. And mm-hmm. The actual everything I say is going to sound bad. The actual stick technique <laughs> is quite impressive. Yes, but you're distracted by the fact that he's just naked and it's just weird. <laughs> and I don't know why he's doing it because is that post coitus or pre coitus? Like is yeah, he? It's I don't know, know what's happening. Is, is
1: there no coitus? Well, no. I guess there has <laughs> to be. That is the coitus. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah, no, there has to be. Right, plot reasons. Yeah,
1: um. plot reasons. <laughs>
2: If someone hasn't seen Roma, but knows vaguely what it is, mm. it's making a very odd image of oh, what yes. that film is like. Um, <laughs> don't say that with such enthusiasm. That was <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> God. Um, so the other trend that we sort of decided we'd talk about is... And this is so specific of a thing that mm. it's kind of mad that yes. there's two films in the space of... I think actually an American release is probably the same month yeah. almost. Uh, both featuring black characters using a white voice to I don't know yeah. screw over the system in some way yeah but it's like it's a major plot point in both mm. movies uh one is obviously Black Landsman which is based sort of on a real thing and the other is Sorry to Bother You which is not based on anything and it's just absolute insanity <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's odd mm. how specific that is uh I don't really know what it says about anything mm. if it says anything about anything maybe it doesn't um on a very basic level yeah sure it makes sense that Black voices feel so marginalised and ignored that they mm. need to pretend to be white to get anything done. I think it's interesting that in both cases it is them using the white voice to sort of take down white hierarchies to yeah. some extent. Well, maybe not. Sorry to bother you so much. Although it's hard well, to really say what that's
0: about.
1: Yeah. No. I um. I was. Yeah. I was kind of trying to tease it out myself. Um. Today, and I was thinking, like, for me anyway, it's sort of it. It says a lot about the, the wider like aims of the movie. I feel like both both times it's an attempt at kind of assimilation. So yeah. I mean I guess that's what we were already saying. But the interesting thing is the assimilation totally works mm-hmm. in Black Klansmen and it totally doesn't work in "Sorry to Bother you," as in mm-hmm. they do they do both like sort of trick the people they're intending to trick, but in "Sorry to Bother you," that leads to like much worse chaos like it, <laughs> to put it very much yes yeah, that's so, uh, one word for it for my money it's kind of sort of boots riley saying like assimilation will not work yeah or or, or it might work but it will lead to a much worse world mm-hmm. um, it's
2: also like black clansman he uses the voice only on the phone and then he's back to like his regular persona at yeah. the time whereas sorry to bother you the whole point is that he has to kind of keep using it and yeah it sort of destroys him and like it ruins it that's the thing it ruins the relationship with tessa thompson whereas Mm. in black Landsman, his relationship is fine
1: yeah um and 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 like it 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 kind of leads into his wider shtick which is like i'm the good guy who's going to take the system down from the inside mm. whereas you know that that does not happen in sorry to bother you whatsoever um
2: no no i suppose it doesn't um but also i think that leads into an interesting point which is black Landsman uh, is another film which i thought i liked because mm. so i talked to you and i went oh <laughs> wait no 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 um <laughs> but you linked or retweeted a thing which i didn't actually realize it was booth riley mm. uh but it was booth riley giving his sort of i don't want say takedown but quite i think well-argued reasoned analysis mm. of why black Landsman sort of failed or maybe not fails but is it's the wrong time for it mm. it's the wrong message for america this era mm-hmm. uh I can't fully remember the argument but if you can I'm throwing this to okay. you now on the spot go it. yes
1: uh, okay so I, th- I think like one of its main points is that yeah so it is based on an actual mm-hmm. uh, like o- autobiography um, but I mean it plays very fast and loose with some of the details well um, I guess
2: yeah they to give some of the popular Black and it basically ends with him Ending police racism. Yes. Yeah,
1: that, that's a big problem. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, uh, yeah.
2: And wouldn't happen. Like, that scene, no. as it plays out, is so fantastical. Yeah, like, It's yeah. so fabricated. It, it's almost like a fairy tale. Like, mm. it's so moralistic and obvious. And yeah. It's like a sitcom. It's terrible. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah, I think, I
1: think it's actually quite similar to Three Billboards in that way. Like, yeah. it, it is just like, you know, somehow kind of yay we managed to purge the you know police uh, system of the racism it's like we, what you kicked one guy out and you think it's solved yeah like, like, the what? captain
2: happened to hear it like, it felt like Brooklyn Nine-Nine like, yeah. you know, left there Brooklyn Nine-Nine it was like, oh, everything just like stalled in the place and was fine the problem was solved Yeah, uh, but yeah sorry go on. Um, um,
1: yeah I'm trying to think I, I think it was saying like that um, that like the so the the, the character that um, uh, Clansman's main character, um, that he was actually like sort of you know, kind of quite clearly not trying to take the system down from the inside. Like, I think he actually was involved in a lot of operations that were mm-hmm. trying to take down Panther, Black Panther yeah. uh like operations. Um and, like there, there was very little to suggest that he was actually trying to, you know, mm-hmm. fight for black civil rights in any sense. Um, Which the film
2: like sort of skirts around, and mm. it does make a clear line of division between the cops and the more kind of black liberation movements. But the end, right at the point where it feels like it would have to address that, mm. like in the last, the second to last scene, raising the couch with her, and she says that you can't, be like, you can't be a cop and also be for like black liberation. yeah. And he's like, oh, I can And then it's like, no, you can't. And like, at the point where you think that's going to have to now be teased out in some way, yeah. the film just kind of goes, oh, look over here. Yeah. And then like ends. So like, yeah.
1: Okay. That's it. And I mean, even the ending is like, let's skip 40 years mm-hmm. uh, or 50 years. Um,
2: and the ending, I do think, <laughs> is really powerful and really good. And I, I think the people that don't, look at films the way we do or as critically mm. as we do i'm sure that film probably looks really empowering really good mm. and i do think that ending is such a, I like guess, solid well-timed gut punch
0: mm-hmm. that it's
2: probably going to have the right effect but it's sort of cheap mm. compared yeah. to like what we're saying about the fact that it because the real life guy as you're saying he didn't really care about that stuff and even mm. the operation itself apparently in real life wasn't as involved as the film shows okay. like they just made some basically prank phone calls there was no okay, stopping yeah, yeah. a bombing and there were, but what else happened in the film was, they stop a bombing yes um, or a church or something like
1: that well i mean they also like take down david duke yeah um, no. i don't know that that happened <laughs> um and yeah um there's sort of there's also i think like i think another criticism i think boots Riley made is just that like you know the film is kind of reverting back to that like tired old thing of like racists are yokels they're stupid uh so therefore you know ra- therefore racism can easily be solved because we can just ignore stupid people and that's not how racism well, in america in works 2016
2: didn't it yeah
1: exactly yeah so i mean it's just kind of letting it's letting you know everyday racism off the hook
0: mm-hmm.
1: um uh, and you know also implying that like you know that, that like clansmen got how they are just by being stupid like i mean they the there's obviously lots of very intelligent um people like, you know, like fostering this yeah. racism for decades. This isn't this isn't just you know like it's not just a random stupid bunch fun. of people. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> if you're
2: going to like run essentially a secret militia, yeah, you need to be smart. Like you <laughs> couldn't just do that on a whim. So yeah, and no, I agree with you. And um, also, I think he made the point that it's it sort of goes quite soft on the cops. Yeah, even though they are objectively a problem for <laughs> Black people in America yeah, or any it. people of color really, anyone that yeah. isn't white <laughs> essentially.
0: Yeah,
2: and it it very much apologizes not apologizes for them, but it's like oh no, but they've they've hired some non whites, therefore they're <laughs> probably okay. It'll get fixed in the long run, even though yeah. it really didn't. Um, whereas, yeah, sorry to bother you is much more. I think it's a messier film, but it's much mm. more aggressive in its message and much more successful in having a coherent and I think more. Necessary one, yeah. even that's like more about capitalism than necessarily racism,
1: yeah. I feel like it, it does say a lot of about racism, maybe through capitalism, yeah. Um, like the
2: commodification of, yeah, <clears throat> like non white bodies and stuff,
1: yeah. Mm. yeah. Should we talk about, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bodies since I we're there?
2: Don't think we're going to talk about it in the top 10, so yes, <laughs> it. Uh,
1: cool. um, yeah, um. Well, actually, yeah. What were your thoughts on uh, Army Hammer's character? Okay, so first of all, let's just
2: say full spoilers. Sorry to bother you. If you haven't seen it but intend to, like stop listening because <laughs> yes. there's stuff that the trailers really don't even hint towards. That mm. are so it's so weird and so just out of left field. It's it's kind of amazing, mm. but you you shouldn't know it going in. So just stop listening now. So, Army Hammer, um, this is probably my favourite use of him in a movie. Okay. Uh, It's the first time where I was like, oh, I get why people fancy him now. Like, I don't know what it was (laughs) about him just being this horrible asshole. Okay. This, uh, like, borderline Saturday morning cartoon villain. I was like, oh, no, he's actually really funny and engaging and quite Mm -hmm. fun here. Because I don't hate him. I just find him sort of one note in a lot of films. Like, he's a very stoic. He is just a generic rich handsome mm. he's just what he is in real life he's, mm. he's sort of this vaguely charming <laughs> just hopefully less, evil. <laughs> hopefully less evil um i think he's okay in real life from what i understand yeah. he seems like an alright yeah. person but yeah he was incredibly good fun in this uh, yeah. he was genuinely menacing but also he made sense as like a charismatic evil ceo corporation mm. that was selling slaves and stuff it, it really worked i yeah. really liked him in
1: this yeah it actually like i was kind of thinking about it after seeing it and like i'm I've sort of somehow managed to convince myself that bad guys now have to be funny, and mm. it's i think it's because like bad guys in real life are so cartoonish like it's it's gone beyond the like you, you can't look at them anymore and actually yeah, take them no, seriously <laughs> so I feel like uh sorry to bother you is it's very on point in that way like i i I'm not sure that that movie would make sense if it wasn't if it didn't have those comedic elements to them
2: mm for sure yeah
1: um yeah, i don't know i did like And yeah, I I guess like, I don't know, even just the, his likability, I think that's really important to it as well, or at least enjoying seeing him on screen kind of thing.
2: I think you're right, though. It it kind of has to be funny because, yeah, like if you look at Elon Musk or Trump or whatever, like they are all comical. Well, Trump is literally like an 80s film character. Um, But the only thing I'll say, I think it's on this point that Mm -hmm. if anything, they're too competent
1: yeah like increasingly yeah. especially
2: like elon musk who mm-hmm. i think is sort of the de facto go-to evil capitalist mm-hmm. template now he's such an idiot like yeah. it seems like he just really easily goes off on a whim into these like nonsensical rants mm-hmm. or he'll just build what was it last week or this week like a tunnel under la which is full oh, of yeah sure why not? i don't know what he's doing. <laughs> all that grime stuff like yeah. it was weird and uh army hammer is for the most part hyper competent mm-hmm. uh He has a weird plan, but it seems to actually work in this film's (laughs) universe, which Uh is, I guess to try and explain it, to turn people into like horse people, like imagine Bojack Horseman, but if it wasn't (laughs) animated, like just a live action version of Bojack, but that's how he wants to turn people, it's mainly coded, like it'll be non-white people that'll be turned Mm. into horse people, as sort of highly efficient slave labor, but Mm -hmm. it's temporary, no, it wasn't temporary, it was temporary for the main character, wasn't it? Well, He'd no, be th- their Jesus. That was the yeah, idea. Yeah, well,
1: well, that's what th- that's what Army told him, so not necessarily. You're true. right. That's very yes. <laughs> uh,
2: so it's probably a permanent thing. Um, yeah. But it's it's weird. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: But it's a really good film. Um, I, I did like even though like, it has like five different messages and it goes off in so many different directions, and the mm. whole Tessa Thompson subplot, which it's good, and I like her a lot. She's in everything now, which is mm. fine, she's great. But it, it does feel like a weird thing, it's kind of left.
1: Yeah. And
2: doesn't really get, not necessarily it doesn't get resolved, but no, it doesn't feel yeah. like it necessarily pays off properly or
0: yeah, to completion. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about her because, like, I feel like one of the film's possible failings is sort of, it kind of does try to brush away feminism a bit. Um, <laughs> it, like, it sort of, you know, suggests that, like, feminism is, like, slogans on, like, earrings and i don't yeah, know okay I, I, I think i'm being a bit harsh but i've i also feel like <laughs> it's your trademark
2: I mean, yeah it. <laughs> that's
1: it i also feel like there's i mean there's one there's one woman in the movie do you know okay sorry there is there's one uh one white woman who um is like a secretary or not even secretary she has some sort of
2: you yeah, know you're right though like it's basically it's <laughs> one main character yeah. with like proper speaking role um, um huh i didn't even yeah. notice that so, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I I just kind of feel like, um, and I remember, like, yeah, actually Boots Riley, like, addressing the fact that there was, like, one female character in it, and I was kind All of right. like, this is before I saw the movie, so I was kind of like, is this going to be the sort of, the slight disappointing <laughs> aspect of it for me? So, I mean, it's not terrible, and actually, I did think it was, it was it, like, it was good that they did sort of imply, like, <laughs> the fact that she... Or you know, she disagrees with his plan, mm-hmm. but like she's not necessarily actually doing anything to help either. Yeah. You know, I, like I mean I think that's I think it was a fair point to make.
2: And I like that they did the thing whereby they were philosophically at odds but they didn't mm. stay together. Like most films would have yeah. be like her. Even actually Black Landsman mm. does that where yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, it's exactly yeah. the exact same thing I think about it's the exact same dynamic, <laughs> but they stay together. And it never addresses it, where it's just, just like, no, no, you're actively working against my more socialist goals. I'm yeah, leaving you. Yeah. I was like, all right, good job. Mm,
1: yeah. <laughs> Until the end, really, kind no, of yeah, like, yeah. But, yeah, Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder, actually, what do you think about the end? I feel like that was, was that intentionally there to, like, be subverted, do you think? I, like, I felt like it was sort of, like, too, too like, convenient an ending of, like, now we can go back to everything being normal. I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> the
2: subversion is probably... Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. that Because it, it is a very happy ever after, and then suddenly not. Mm.
1: Um, but having said that, I also feel like that's not necessarily doing enough either. Mm. Um, but I, I felt like maybe that was what it was attempting to do.
2: I think given the plot as it is, I didn't know how they could end it. Okay, there, were, there was yeah. no point. If they had just suddenly stopped, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have found it any less satisfying because it's just there's no way to end that cuz like, mm. you basically started a new store once you bring the horse people into it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like that's a
2: whole different universe at that point. Like that's a whole different dynamic for how that world now works. Yeah, and they're yeah. never going to really address it in a way that feels satisfying. So mm. a quick wrap up of everything's fine. It's like that's mm-hmm. fine in my mind. I agree like they didn't necessarily do enough, but also I don't know what else they could have done yeah, without making sure. it like 5 hours long. So yeah. like yeah, it's fine. Uh but again, I'm just so happy to be surprised by films, mm. like narratively yeah. or whatever. So I, I was satisfied that it was just, it was sufficiently weird, and yeah. that I didn't know going in what was going to happen because that mm. was such. Like the second you see that first horse person, I was like, yeah. What's, Like what is actually happening right now? I don't understand yeah. what my eyes are seeing. This is so weird." Uh, Very true. So, skipping Hill House, mm. um, motherhood. As a horrifying thing, oh, okay. is, it's probably a fairly common trope most mm. years. But I feel the last twelve months, it's been a lot. So Hill House, obviously, mm-hmm. Hereditary, yeah. Tully, and um, there was a few more. Mandy, not so much.
1: No, no. I suppose you could say Phantom Thread was all about like
2: she was kind of mothering him. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, there was also, wasn't it? Um, oh
2: yeah, his mother. His the, the, mother the, the was the, the ghost. Yes. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like Hereditary especially, which I think we'll just discuss now because we're not gonna discuss it otherwise. Sure. <laughs> uh, Hereditary Okay, so Hereditary here's my major problem with Hereditary. Mm. I loved it up until the last ten minutes. There's two bits, if you cut it, there's two things I want to cut out of that movie to make it like one of my favourite films of all time, probably. Uh okay. if you leave the la do how long when he jumps out the window, so again, full spoilers, when he jumps out that window and like dies on the ground. And you see the lights around his body. If you cut the credits there, okay. fine. Skip all that payment nonsense. Because yeah, that yeah. was just so weird. <laughs> and I didn't find it funny or horrifying. I was just
0: sure, bored yeah. and yeah.
2: confused and wanted to end. <laughs> and if you cut out that one shot that shows inside, I forget the actress's name, Aunt Lydia from Handmaid's yes, Tale. yeah. Inside her house, which confirms that there is like objectively a cult. Because mm. otherwise it's all just inference and okay, it's yeah, yeah. its and I think yeah, you could read fair. the whole film as just kind of like a Little Stranger. It works as either there's literally demon worshippers yeah. or this is all manifestations of her grief. Mm-hmm. And I much prefer that. I hate the fact that it's a confirmed actual yeah. supernatural yeah, element. Yeah. I like it vague. So that annoyed mm-hmm.
0: me.
2: but otherwise I didn't find it funny at all. I found it <laughs> deeply upsetting. Uh, I think when the little girl dies it's the way it's done is so impressive. Like, cause you see nothing, you see the head uh, like 10 minutes later, like really briefly, but you mm. see nothing. It's all the sound effects and the build up is so intense. And also I think they did a good job in hiding the fact that she died so early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually another, another film where they did a really good job of yes, actually, keeping yeah. spoilers um, away. Yeah.
2: Because they, in hindsight, it was actually a very cheap trick because the grandmother dies at the start. Mm. And any times like one of these ghost stories, you're always like, okay, someone has to die at the start mm. and then they haunt the rest of the film. So this was like, you know, grandmother's dead. Mm -hmm. That's our ghost movie. Ah, is it? So that's kind of cheap because it just means an extra 20 minutes of them going, here's a fake movie. Oh, here's the real movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, But still, I think his reaction to her death is... (laughs) I felt physically sick watching it. Like, Uh I just... It's so good. It's so well done. It's so understated. Mm -hmm. It's so just awful because I don't know how you would react in real life to that. Sure, yeah, yeah. His just catatonia is is that
1: a word sounds good
2: <laughs> it's catatonic is a word yeah is catatonia yeah. like the whatever I... we have degrees <laughs> <laughs> his catonia his catatonicness whatever you yeah. want to say is so authentic and so believable and so i didn't think that's how i'd react if i accidentally mm. murdered my child's sister in a car accident <laughs> yeah with a pole um in a very convoluted series of events in hindsight uh so yeah, I was not laughing. Although I will say there is one bit that almost made me laugh because it's inadvertently comedic editing, wherein Tony Collette finds the body mm. and starts screaming and crying, and then they keep the same like sound going of her crying mm. as they hard cut from the house to the funeral, which implies she's been crying for like five straight oh, days, and that's whoa. kind of funny. Yeah, because uh, that's like like that's a comedic cut that you <laughs> use in comedies. Um, Aside from that, though, yeah. I did not, I did not laugh. <laughs> Apart from the naked man, which was just so weird, yes. I kind of <laughs> snickered because, like, what is that? What's happening? Uh, like, it, it should be my top ten, but does the ending compromises mm. so much in my yeah. mind that I, I kind of resent it for doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: otherwise, I, I would like Toni Collette to get nominated. She won't
1: because
2: mm. she's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Did you, so, did you think that she was too over the top as well?
1: No, um. I, I, like, I actually, I mean, I thought, um, you know, when she goes to the sort of brief counseling cir- you know, the circle mm-hmm, of people, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, holy shit, this is... That's a great scene. That's yeah, a really well like done. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 like, there's so much that goes on really early in the movie that I thought, if they could go in that direction, it would be so good. Like, you know, quite early on, she, like, her daughter is saying to her, like, what if you die? Who looks after me then? Mm. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I could get behind that movie 100%. That that to me like that's, you know, like really kind of poignant and just interesting thing to think about. Yeah, like no, so I, like I, I thought like some of the, like some of the performances were great, and, and I found parts of it like funny, but I thought they were supposed to be funny. Um, they
2: could well be because most horrors it seems to be that they almost always work as black comedies yeah. like Psycho is really funny yeah, and that's yeah. sort of intentional if you watch it like mm-hmm. two or three times so it could well be that it's meant to be funny yeah. I don't know
1: I don't know I was trying to figure out for ages like when yeah when the, the brother inadvertently kills his sister I was going is this like is this movie a PSA because like it's just like Against don't what? go do, like, <laughs> don't go to parties yeah don't go to parties and, <laughs> don't, and get high because you will murder your sister <laughs> Um, like there, there was just kind of these weird I don't know I don't know was it a tonal thing or just there was just so so much that went on in the movie I was just kind of like is this meant to be what, what, are, what are they doing I honestly wasn't <laughs> sure what they were trying to do and I guess I was just like laughing at it as a result
2: <laughs> you're making me consider bits of it because I do recall when I get to the party and I think did they mention her allergies yes. just before that
1: yes <laughs>
2: and I get to the party and then is like kind of this sort of Hero shot of the cake, and yeah. you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah. It feels like a weird sitcom moment.
1: And I mean, like honestly, it would have been enough for her to just like have an anaphylactic shock and die. They didn't <laughs> well. need to ra- like ram her head into a pole.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it's not sexy as a dying anaphylactic shock. um True, because yeah, it doesn't like this hard cut to her with a face full of cake at one point. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I guess though, the reason that was funny in my head is because you don't know she's going to die at that point like you think she's going to be in yeah. the rest of the film so no, like, you oh, do. this wacky yeah, yeah. character getting all that cake should be oh no she's actually going to die from this um, yeah Yeah. I don't know like I'll, I'm going to watch it again and hmm. see how I feel about it but I yeah it's,
1: uh, like it's I, good I, I still think it's
2: really good though, no I agree part.
1: like I think if they'd done it if they, if, they, if they had made some changes it could have been quite a good movie I, I saw like someone comparing it to the Babadook Mm. and like yes, actually, they, they were suggesting yeah. like that Babadook is, is like coming to terms with like a sort of like a, an atheistic world where like death it means nothing and you have to come you know p- coming to terms with the fact that like if a loved one is gone that's it and you know and then um, hereditary in comparison up until the end could be viewed potentially similarly but at the end it's like no your daughter died for a very specific creepy reason
2: yeah, we and put a devil in your grandmother yeah. who then put it into your you and then into your dog. Exactly,
1: yeah. So it's just a, it's this like really creepy deterministic world which hmm. which to me like conflicts completely with this idea that it's supposed to be about mental illness. Yeah, so it, it just it feels to me like this movie was trying to tell two two stories that just don't make any sense. Yeah, no, I agree <laughs> with that.
2: That's why I think if they just left it vague and yeah, the, the yeah. mental illness or the grief, whatever you want to read it as, um, subplot is there to read. That's mm-hmm. fine. As soon as they confirm on my letter it just takes yeah. it all the kind of wind out of it. Uh, the other one in that sort of vague theme was Tully, mm-hmm. but I'll get to that in the actual top ten. Oh, cause cool. I want I like that one a lot. Okay. Uh, well, again, actually, it's sort of of a piece with Reggie in my mind that the ending—I don't want to say compromises it because it's actually very much the intended ending, and it's telegraphed incredibly well up to that point. Oh, okay. It just upset me and it annoyed me that it was there because I actually felt like the character, like, oh, don't do that. Okay. Um, so that's a pretty good thing, really. Really. um was there anything else we to the top ten? I don't think so. Yeah,
1: no. Um, I guess the one thing we were kind of going to talk about, but we might still talk about in our top mm-hmm. ten, it is sort of yeah. You were saying the um, uh, what's what's the term like basically like dressing up like genre. Oh, fare. sorry, yeah, the trash thing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the
2: highbrow trash. Yes, um, highbrow trash. So this actually came to my mind because I remember you described, or was it you? I don't know. I think it we was, do it was Black <laughs> 7 anyway. That someone saw it and thought that it was a bit hokey and then okay. you said something like no you like the fact that it was kind of intentionally kind of b movieish." ish
1: uh-huh.
2: uh does that sound like something you said or i don't think in? it was okay but right like, like, like i can get behind, behind it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because that film to me did feel well like we were saying it's it it is based on a sort of 70s 80s not prestige picture Mm-hmm. kind of structure like it is it's a revenge story and it's mm-hmm. a sort of a gritty exploitation exploitation movie that's kind yeah. of a, more of the genre I mean um and there's a fair bit of that this year I mm-hmm. think Widows is probably the peak example in my mind of a film that because it's based on like a Channel 4 series and then mm-hmm. there's an American remake I think with Jada Pinkett Smith which in my mind means it's definitely trash like I love okay. her but it's <laughs> trash uh whereas this was very much a no no this is, this is the Oscar film of the year like it's mm-hmm. from the guy that made 12 years a slave it's oh it's very serious and yet it's sort of this trashy girl fight yeah. movie in points and i and i did i did I like, like i enjoyed widows, i did but i wouldn't have minded if it leaned more into trashier trashy because yeah. the, the scenes that worked the best in my mind were like the ones she was like, you saw it you? yeah when she was like to buy the guns and mm. it's just sort of like oh i'll just use my fake polish accent yeah. like, that was kind of fun like if the whole film had that tone like this is probably what it should be doing yeah to this very poe face nature. The, yeah
1: you're right like oh, i like i, I kind of just thought it was strange the way um you know when they were going to buy the the cars you know the woman like she shows her ID and I was like okay that's gonna that's gonna come yeah. back later it doesn't no. <laughs> uh, you, like I don't know uh, I don't know I, I uh, yeah like I definitely felt like that movie was so much exposition that I did not care about I just wanted like more action would have been much more enjoyable
2: I actually thoroughly once the heist got going like the last half an hour or something was great mm mm-hmm. um, yeah and sort of in the same way, Ocean's Eight came out this year as well. Actually, Ocean's yeah. Eight is another lady heist movie, uh, which I also really liked. And I think in both cases, I've seen this as a criticism of mainly Ocean's Eight, but films generally. Uh, actually, a lot of female-led films in recent years, like oh, Force Awakens. Well, there's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> um, that uh, like the whole Ray thing of she's too yeah. good and she's oh, yeah. six quite narrative That's fine. Same in Ocean's Eight, where like the heist sort of has no real hurdles and mm. I don't mind that because I'm of a weird mindset whereby I kind of hate hurdles in screenplays because they mm-hmm. feel artificial to me in that you know for a fact especially in the likes of a Star Wars mm-hmm. that it's a fucking Star Wars movie yeah, yeah, yeah. your protagonist is going to be basically Space Jesus and win mm-hmm. so any hurdles just seem like you're wasting my time
1: okay yeah, and yeah.
2: similarly with like Ocean's 8 I prefer watching a heist movie go well because it's more like a kind of a Swiss clock thing of it's like a mm. R- Rube Goldberg machine of seeing all the pieces of all the place whereas if it goes wrong it's like well this is mm, whatever mm. and I thought Widows again the tension in my mind for Widows came from the fact that it was going so well that you, mm. you kind of feel like movies require something to go wrong in this heist so like who's going to get killed who's going to get shot whatever and it's sort of it's fine I mean, they, they kill a guy but whatever mm, it's fine yeah. they all get away <laughs> fine Daniel Kaluuya shows up and then he takes it then they get him back really easily and mm. um, I really liked when she kills Liam Neeson uh, yeah. spoilers, I suppose again <laughs> spoilers for everything it's assume that going forward that was a really satisfying moment and mm. the cinema I saw it some old woman good woman yourself and I like, started clapping <laughs> uh, like, that, that's kind of sweet <laughs> she's a feminist too <laughs> we should all kill Liam yeah Neeson. I um, should <laughs> but yeah so the, far from the last four minutes though when the heist sort of starts I I was liking it, but I was liking it more because I felt like I had to and...
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. Bella
2: Davis is legitimately an incredible actress. Like, mm-hmm. she's phenomenal. But by, like, the sixth time she saw her just crying on command, yeah. was like, come on, please, yeah. really, again? We get it, you can cry on command. <laughs> yeah. You don't going to do it for your five seconds.
1: Yeah. No, I, I felt like so much of that movie was just, like, something, someone does something and then they, like, explain what they just did in case you forgot. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> like I, 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 I just can't get over the the fact that um, Liam Neeson, when he like makes his big reveal at the end, turns out he's not dead. Um, he's like, uh, he says to Viola, he says like, "I had to save me, only me," and it's like, I know because I've just watched the movie.
2: I thought the same thing actually. Yeah. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like, that.
1: Like to be honest, I'm kind of shocked that like everyone was up and on excited yeah. about the, the screenplay. I like I thought that the script was pretty poor i don't <laughs> disagree i i am i'm not surprised it
2: got good reviews but i'm surprised like the the fawning, glowing praise yeah. is getting that's really shocking it'll probably get a best picture nomination i'm like mm. Mm, all right <laughs> i guess yeah. uh because i know it's trying to be about modern america and it's trying to be about mm. like class disparity and pointness and all that kind of stuff
1: but it's not it's yeah no it, it isn't
2: <laughs> there's one quite well done shot but mm-hmm. it feels out of place when Colin Farrell gets in his car and then mm-hmm. it holds on the outside of the car
1: yes that i really like that yeah
2: i like it in isolation. I yes. think it, it has no place in that no. film and it adds nothing, <laughs> whatever subtext they're going for.
1: Absolutely. No, I actually thought that um, th- the one part of the movie I found very interesting was Carl- Colin Farrell's character because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out what he was, what his motivation was. I couldn't figure out, well, did he think what he was doing? He sad
2: and bored. He <laughs> did,
1: yeah. But I mean, he also...
2: I was a white man for his life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the thing. But I also think at times it seemed like he was genuinely thought he was going to make a difference with his... Um, like, he, he was kind of setting up... Uh, he's a uh, politician and he's yeah. setting up these, like, business ideas for, like, minority women um, so that they can, you know, I guess, have their own livelihoods. Um, and, but, like, it, it, for me, the movie kind of doesn't quite say whether he's, like, just in it for corrupt reasons or does he actually think this might work? Does, does he actually care about these women in some way? That Like, that to mm. me, that was quite interesting. I wanted to see that movie. A lot more than I wanted to see a lot of the rest of the movie.
2: I do feel bad that we're kind of saying that it'd be really nice if the white male character <laughs> was the protagonist in yeah, this no, film full of women. But it's, it's, like it's not it's,
1: it's fine so. for me to say this the one time ever. I know, I know. But I feel <laughs> no, bad agreeing not. with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: I
2: don't know, like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, because again like every time there's a moment when it got a bit trashy I was like "All right because remember when Bella Davis and I can never remember her name, Dibanecki
1: oh yeah is it Eliza or something Uh, yeah
2: lady that I think was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 anyway Mm -hmm. um, when they're just like slapping each other that was pretty funny yeah it it, it feels like it's in the wrong movie
1: yeah that's it well I mean like Daniel Kalua was great he was fantastic yeah another person different film but yeah (laughs) but uh, yeah like another yeah, another thing that would have been much more interesting if they just focused on him. I mean, it was yes. really... We saved ...viscerally <laughs> just like, so hard to watch. But yeah, very interesting. Like and his
2: scene where he kills the rapping guys? Yes.
1: Fantastic. Great. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. intense. He's
2: very scary in that <laughs> scene. Good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Widows. Not in our top ten. Um, <laughs> what was this? Oh yeah, this is the, the trashy thing. Right, so <laughs> Black Seven Widows. I'm going to throw in Venom here purely because <laughs> I think everyone assumed from the trailers and from the fact that Venom is such a 90s character that that film was going to be ultimate grimdark horrible super violent super like bro-esque did you see Venom? No. (laughs) Okay but in the end it's a weird buddy cop movie Mm -hmm. where they're both losers and Venom's whole motivation for staying with A-Rock is that you're a loser like me, let's be losers together. Okay. Like, that's such a weird message for this movie to have. Like, this is not what the marketing implied at all. I and mean, uh-huh. it's much more of a comedy than it okay. came across as. But then again, they clearly cut out so much that made it much more of a comedy. So it's still trying to be a sort of, quote unquote, serious film. And okay. it's a mess. Like, it's an absolute yeah. mess of a film. It's not unenjoyable, but it's not okay. for the right reasons. But I still think it's all that. It's it's very much marketed as a Zack Snyder-esque okay. superhero, serious movie and yet it's actually just pure trash.
1: Um, It sounds a little bit, just from that description, a bit like mute, but maybe I'm completely wrong. Hmm,
2: because the other (laughs) film that it is like, is like, did you see Upgrade? Upgrade is Uh, nearly the exact same plot setup, and the main actor in it is that guy from Prometheus that looks like Tom Hardy. So they're basically the same film, (laughs) it's weird. Because Upgrade's about a guy that he gets paralysed in a car accident and then gets given, like, a microchip, which uh, makes him oh, a Robot Man.
1: Yeah, no, sorry, I haven't... I've seen, like, scenes from it, but I've never seen it. It's pretty lucky, luck,
2: it's good fun. Um, but obviously there's a voice in his head then from the robot chip, so it, it is okay. just Venom again, oh, wow, okay. except it's mm-hmm. much better. And also isn't a franchise, so it can have a proper dark ending where it all mm. go wrong. Um, but, yeah, so it, it it's odd that... that those two and then yeah mute to a point also felt tonally off i didn't like mute it was very boring <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it had little elements where it just felt too exploitationy or too mm, yeah like from a worse cheaper film and yet it was this expensive looking quote-unquote serious movie which was very
1: boring yeah
2: even was <laughs> the fact that like he was an amish character in blade runner I was like what
1: uh. what <laughs> how does that work yeah how does an that's Amish weird. man
2: survive like a techno yeah, future? Yeah,
1: that's a great point. <laughs> After
2: his boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His electric boating accident. Um, did you see Suspiria?
1: No, I, ha- I haven't. I've actually um, never seen the first one, so I... The I've
2: first one is definitely trash, okay. but the first one is unashamedly wonderful trash.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: the new one, again, like Widows, because again, it's based on something from a while ago, and yet mm. the new one, the trailers, and the fact that it's What's-His-Face, that did... kind of our name. Luca... yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy yes. him you know him you know some names that's it him uh it's him so it had this very because i remember everyone was like oh they're making severe again why bother and the trailer came out everyone's like oh this actually looks really good until it's playing three characters because of course she has to be playing three characters yeah and then it came out and i sort of feel the same as it as i do about widows in that i used to admire it. I think it's a very
0: mm. like
2: handsomely put together movie. I prefer Suspiria to Widows. It's visually a lot more interesting and better score. And mm-hmm. Do you have it there,
0: Sarah? Is that... um,
1: uh, Luca Guadagnino? I, I do not know how to, know how to pronounce know, it.
2: it. It's a lot of syllables. Guadagnino? Sounds Oh,
0: God. The call me by your
2: name guy. Him. Yeah. Because again, near the end of Suspiria it's just Someone walking around like everyone's heads exploding. Mm. And there's, was like Tom York music playing over it, and it—it it is just nonsense. It's wonderful nonsense. Mm-hmm. But again, I—I'm baffled, not baffled, but I'm intrigued by this thing this year of all these films that are really quite trashy at heart, just being like, no, no, mm. look at us, give us Oscars. Like yeah. the one inverted, I would say is Annihilation. In that Annihilation yeah, is. Sure it looked like a more of a trashy film in mm-hmm. that it was it's four girls on a science scene with guns shooting aliens. And I was like, no, it's actually this very slow, burn, introspective, mm-hmm. uh, sort of emotional relationship mm-hmm. thing. And it's, it's really good mm-hmm. and very serious and should have gotten more attention, but everyone forgot about it because it didn't get released here. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a couple actually that I wouldn't mind adding to that list. And one, one is actually, I won't say much more about it, but actually I think hereditary kind yeah. of i think goes in there because so i did actually see someone um pointing out that um a24 which mm-hmm. is the like they've also made like the witch and they've made a few other horrors um um which i think have all been kind of accused of being sort of like uh what would you call it like kind of like build your own horror like you're trying to say
2: boring films there
1: <laughs> i don't i I am but but like basically it's trying to make a yeah high class Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. horror um but sort of i guess maybe using the same basic tropes over and over again like i wouldn't necessarily like i i I love the witch i I wouldn't agree with it in in that instance but i do kind of feel like maybe we are getting to a point where we're kind of like people are like we want to make a yeah like a, a high class um horror movie so like what ingredients do we need to put into that um, and I feel like that is maybe what happened with Hereditary maybe
2: I think it's happened there a few years where horror gets some kind of renaissance and mm. then it's all like okay what's the most critically well received horror we can make let's do mm-hmm. that and, and you get weird stuff like Hereditary because I know Hereditary yeah when it first got traction I think it was after mm-hmm. it was Sundance I forget it was one of the best well I it was very much of the mind that oh this is this is the scariest serious horror mm. film and then it came out well it's good and it's scary <laughs> but it's also kind of really weird yeah. and silly <laughs> and that shot mm. of um, Gabriel Byrne is on fire yeah. always makes me laugh uh, when I see it in stills <laughs> I don't know why just, the way he just Aww. lights up is really amusing
1: yeah I love the, oh, actually I remember someone pointing out Gabriel Byrne Burns in this movie so <laughs> oh, it's kind of great <laughs> um,
2: yeah no I think her is a fair inclusion in that list I know you want to include Mandy in there as yes. well yes <laughs> uh, which I think we, yeah, we can discuss Mandy now why All right. not? Uh, for the record I loved it mm. <laughs> um, but I don't disagree with your criticisms because <laughs> I saw it in the cinema and I have bought the Blu-ray, but I know mm. I'll probably never watch that Blu-ray. Okay. It's, it's like the, la- the second Blade Runner in that mm. it's something that I think is like visually really stunning and like great use of sound, whatever. You can't really watch it in anything but a cinema because mm-hmm. if you're at home, you will stop, you will pause it, you will leave the room. <laughs>
0: sure, you yeah, cannot yeah.
2: pay attention. If you're in a cinema, you have to watch it, and that's fine. Because mm-hmm. I agree with you that it is—it is objectively kind of a boring film <laughs> for the first hour or so, mm. but it looks great. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, I, yeah, I guess it like to me, it kind of feels like it's trying to like. Well, I'm not really sure what it is trying to do. Uh, my guess would be it's trying to like kind of present what an acid trip would be like. But I feel like it doesn't do it to any higher, for any higher reason, other than like this is probably what it would be like. Yeah. Um, which I mean, not, not necessarily a bad thing. No, no. But I guess it just sort of like seems a bit pointless because you know you could just take acid if you really wanted to.
2: Um, it does feel like it, it's a film that takes make, makes pains to take the longest, most securitest route possible to just get into Nicolas Cage chainsaw fighting people. Yeah. Like, it feels like you could have made a much shorter, mm. sillier film about that. where it's Whereas this is like, yeah. no, no, here is the really long build-up and then eventually mm. it'll explode and go nuts. And I, I kind of prefer it for taking its time mm. for it went nuts, but I do see what you're saying and not necessarily disagree because it is... I don't know if I'd say it's it's trying to pretend it's not trash because it knows it's trash. I think it's if anything going the other end where it's mm-hmm. overly embracing it and like Maybe, it's screaming yeah, yeah. the word trash. Like the way someone's <laughs> like little animated sub- side story things, the fact that the actual title doesn't go for over an hour into it and it's this big overblown mm-hmm. animated thing screaming at the screen at you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's just like, no no no, we're gonna be the weirdest version of this trash film you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's trying to be anything but that, mm-hmm. but it is which I guess is sort of back around again because it was trying so hard to make sure you know it's trash it's therefore no longer trash and it is sort of prestige. I don't mm. know, whatever. Yeah. It's a weird movie but it does.
1: <laughs> yeah, it actually it had me thinking um, quite a lot about like I, I guess there is the theory that like, you know deaths of wives and girlfriends mm. they're kind of there to like give men an opportunity to go violent themselves. Um, but I uh, I, but but I found Mandy quite interesting because I feel like it also sort of implies, and I don't think it intended to, or maybe it did, that um, uh, men also need like their wives to die in order to be emotional.
2: I think that's not an unfair reading.
1: Because mm. uh, yeah, like it, it it does feel like the whole movie is as much as it's building up to like Chainsaw Fight. I think it's also building up to like Nicolas Cage doing his batshit being crazy mm-hmm, routine. Mm-hmm. Um and like I actually feel like that's kind of similar in uh you were never really here maybe um not mm. not necessarily batshit but like it's sort of like they need all this violence to go down so that you know men can be so they are touch each other yeah so their emotions don't seem <laughs> yeah
2: tainted with femininity yeah. in because they've been birthed in blood yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: think so so I, I think know. that's a fair
2: yeah I think that's reasonable mm-hmm. um. Because Mandy, they very much make it clear that she is a weird sort of. She's not a person. She's a, a, mm. a soothing presence. Yeah, yeah. Even like
1: her voice is. Yeah, mm. just kind of there. Mm. Yeah. She looks like Loosing. an alien. Like she just. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure if she was with that in every movie she's in, but just her <laughs> eyes looked huge and mm-hmm. the kind of slender frame. She just looked like a weird doll that just exuded mm. peace. I suppose. Yeah. And,
1: oh my god. Did. I'm trying to remember. Did I actually at the time think of you know the Mr. Burns I bring I you just love thought it now, yeah. <laughs> But I'm thinking it now. Either way, that's essentially what she is. Yeah, and
2: then as soon as she's killed, Nick starts screaming in bathrooms yeah.
1: and
2: taking cocaine. Yes. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're probably right with that. Um, I think the one difference I'd say about Never Really Here is that that's a much less like Mandy is a celebration of him going fucking nuts, mm. whereas Never Really Here is very much a no, no this is a bad path to be on if yeah, you're a man and yeah. this is not going to end well. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute though. Mm. Um, I think that's probably enough preamble. Let's, just, let's, yes. let's do the top tens. So, <laughs>
0: yes, what we're going to do
2: is we're going to just give our sort of honourable mentions in list form and then we'll we'll give our top tens but we won't keep you here for hours. We'll discuss maybe three each. Just mm. give like a one line summary of the good ones. Okay, so I'll quickly just do my uh, honourable mentions and then you can do yours. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> one you love, uh, game night, annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't judge me. Uh, Hereditary, for previous reasons, is not in the top ten. Um, Thoroughbreds, which was quite good. Ooh, American yeah, really Animals, uh, Suspiria, and Spider Verse. Spider Verse was mm. really good. Everyone should watch it. Yeah,
1: I, I I wish I had seen it for this podcast. It's, it's not great necessarily worth
2: discussing, but it okay. is definitely like, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous looking and it's fun and it's nice and it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's also a nice hook of a film without the slime.
1: Cool. Um, Yeah, so I don't have as many uh, honorable mentions because I'm a a mean, mean person. Um, But yeah, um, I'm going to, yeah, Annihilation's in there, Um, uh, Black Panther, Um, and I think Halloween. Oh my God, yeah. Sorry, Halloween should be mine too. I love Halloween. Yeah, Um, good. Like, uh, I feel like it had too much, like, extraneous stuff that was kind of annoying, but the central plot was very... Um, interesting and well done so.
2: and actually that one that was the one I was feeling. that's the other um, sort of motherhood uh, as okay. horror yeah, thing of oh, the year great, great point
1: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> it's, it's a fun horrible time yeah for her. Uh, yeah okay so top 10 um, I don't have mine any kind of order mm. my number one of the year is never really here obviously but either two through ten are miscellaneous uh, mm-hmm. so I will just quickly name the ones I'm not discussing which are Roma which I think everyone at this point knows what it is. It's just, it's kind of this year's Phantom Thread, I suppose. Well, Phantom Thread's also this year's Phantom Thread, but it's <laughs> the other Phantom Thread in that it's something that I didn't necessarily love, but I really appreciate the craftsmanship in it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's very well It's thoroughly well impressive to look yeah. at. Um, and that sense performance from her is incredible, and mm. I hope she gets every award possible. She won't, but mm. she should. Um, sorry to bother you, which we discussed at length already. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's weird. You should watch it cam which is the first of two netflix films in my top 10 which is you see cam no cam is i'm not sure if it's actually made by a former sex worker or written by one i think she definitely oh, wow. gave the storyline for it i'm not sure if she directed mm-hmm. it or not uh but it's about webcamming and it's a very sex positive film and it's also a really good horror movie and it's oh the best version it has it has a sequence in it which is the only time I've seen like a modern version do that whole the calls inside the house thing, mm-hmm. but via new media and it's it's kind of hard to describe how they do it but it's it's really clever mm. and interesting and genuinely unnerving to look at until it happens. Uh, right, second Netflix top ten entry: uh, "The Night Comes for Us," which was. I don't think it's from the same people that made The Raid, but it's starring some of them. Mm-hmm. It's Two Hours. Ooh. It is one of the goriest films oh. I have ever seen. The cool. martial arts is incredible. It's stunning. It's also a film that made me feel like vomiting because it's just Yay. that disgusting in the levels of <laughs> grotesque violence it goes to. But holy shit, is it amazing? I, I don't know if that's a real martial art. I think it mm. is. If it is, it's scary <laughs> if that exists. I don't like knowing that it exists in the world somewhere. People mm-hmm. can just do that to each other. But it's it's
1: great amazing is it is ezekiel Waste in it? The, like the main character from the raid yes. amazing uh, okay
2: he's not quite the main character in this one but he's like mm-hmm. the second main or something uh, great yeah, yeah that's
1: that. that's on my to watch this for, for christmas Pretty so good. yeah <laughs> it's not really a christmas ball, but, you, know, <laughs> you, you do you uh, okay mandy
2: discussed already upgrade Discussed already mm. the good version of venom and mission impossible fallout which i don't at one point I felt shame having it on my list because like it's one it's a Mission Impossible movie two it's an actor film and three, it's a Tom Cruise film I know we all have to hate Tom Cruise mm. he, for good reason he's the head of a cult dangerous mm-hmm. cult does bad things but holy god have you seen those films where he does to himself <laughs> like he very nearly died several times in this one and uh, it's gonna yeah. happen one of these days and it's yeah. just a
1: really good film you kind of have to admire his dedication <laughs> or Death Wish
2: whatever yeah. it is um, like they let him stunt fly a helicopter in this one he Jesus, could have crashed wow. any number of mountains <laughs> Uh, it's it, no it is to my mind this year is fury road like it's just it's all practical it's wow. just really impressive action filmmaking and oh
0: it's
1: so mm. bad.
2: all right Sarah give me your oh. quick rundown yeah of your seven
1: uh, okay um yeah so yeah we talked about some already um I'll kind of go from not the I kind of have two sections like one is my top five and then Oh yeah go for it. Yeah. My bottom 5 of, of, of 10. Um so yeah so like yeah as we talked already about uh, mother brings uh, her son to be mm-hmm. shot. Um I also yeah I said this to you earlier. I, this is sort of a begrudging one. I put in uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War which it's pretty surprising you it's, do that. It is. And you see I actually I think for my bottom 5 I had to sort of go with what are the movies that like have stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And Avengers, like, it just, it kind of, it did come out of left the field for me because...
2: The biggest film of the year, (laughs) the expensive (laughs) films of all time, came out of what? Um,
1: But yeah, I mean, in terms of being impressed by it. (laughs) um, Because, like, it spans such a huge cast. I think they just, they did manage to rein it in really well. Like, it's very well told. Like, I think the actual, the, the, the narrative itself, not that great, but I really yeah. admire, like, it, I thought it was just incredibly coherent.
2: I fully agree. Like, I, the more <laughs> I thought about it, because I watched it again on, like, home media, and I was assuming in my head, that like, kind of, like, Mandy and stuff, that it works fine in the cinema, mm. but the second you're at home, you get bored and get distracted, because mm-hmm. it isn't, like you're saying, the story is, it's a half an hour long story, told yeah. over three hours, because mm-hmm. there's so many scenes of people just talking about stuff and setting up stuff. Uh, but even on, like, home media, it's still work. Now, that's surprising. Like, it is...
1: If nothing mm-hmm. else.
2: It's a feat of editing. Yeah. I think. Or structure or something. Mm-hmm. Um it, like it doesn't really work as a film on its own. It has no. to be seen <laughs> as like a season finale and everything else. But yeah, yeah I agree with you. It is impressive on that mm-hmm. level. Sorry, yeah. right, go
1: on. Um so yeah, then uh Timeshare, which is a Netflix uh, Mexican uh, film, uh, kind of reminded me a bit of um The Lobster. Like not Ooh. not quite as weird. But it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, um, but like kind of the same sort of uneasiness, uh, right. same just like it kind of feels like it's not our world, but it nearly could be kind of thing. So it's yeah, this family like goes um, to sort of like a, I guess it's sort of like a discount resort and then like find out another family has been scheduled to share this, to, to share the same condom. Mm. And so it's not clear whether this was a mistake or intentional. And it, yeah, it's it's sort of basically looking at how I guess um, uh, society yeah. breaks down. Yeah, well, I guess it's kind of I suppose maybe not unlike. Um, Sorry to bother you. It is looking at right. kind of like the, the the way we're kind of uh, this sort of commodification of you know like just I guess like living together. Like the, um, or maybe I'm not explaining it that well. But no, like, I guess
2: just saying it, it sounds very. High concept and sort of lofty. <laughs> and I, am, I would, I I'd know Netflix, I wouldn't mind seeing that now. Yeah, no, it's that'll what, be my Christmas And uh, There you go.
1: Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, maybe you should watch it instead of me trying to poorly describe it. Because, um, yeah, I suppose it's also probably hasn't been seen that much, so maybe mm. that's not to give it away. Um, mm. Yeah, so then I suppose, are yeah, moving to my like top uh side um yeah as I said the the little stranger uh black 47 sorry to bother you um so then i have like are we going to talk about the three we haven't mentioned yet
2: um are you finished it or seven
1: that was yeah that was okay right
2: uh yep go for you one
1: okay um yeah uh so yeah i suppose i'll go for like my probably my favorite of the year Mm -hmm. which is uh unsane um, I yeah, I I kind of felt like this was going to be. I feel like you've been championing this for like
2: two years at this point. <laughs> but it's been less yes. than a year, I know. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I thought. Uh, well, uh, I guess uh, you know I'm, I'm often wrong about these things. I kind of thought it was going to be like a bigger movie than it was. It didn't get much of a release. I think was yeah, the main problem. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I kind of saw it as being quite similar like. Well, I thought it was going to be this year's Get Out, and then Sorry to Bother You <laughs> was this year's Get yeah. Out. Yeah. So I think it was sort of a little bit unfortunate in that way. Um, but I just, I, I yeah, I mean, it was very much a me movie. I think that's how you described it when we were talking about it. But um, <laughs> did I say that? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm so, apologising no, now for that, but I don't know what the context of the. Oh no! Like to be fair, I mean, it, so the yeah, the movie. It's about this uh, woman who, like, you know, just goes to counselling for like general kind of just a general checkup on her um, mental well-being, and is essentially told like. Oh, you signed a contract when you came in. You're you're not getting out now. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, Steven Soderbergh's like scathing look at like uh, in health insurance in America, um, alongside other things. Um, uh, but I mean, it, it is totally a me movie because it's just like it's just about like <laughs> trying to escape from entrapment, which um, it's sort of something that like interests me a lot. And yeah, as I was also saying, I was also suggesting it's very much like an update of like very very classic gothic tropes which mm. i i also really love
2: um here's my question about that movie uh-huh. uh it's going well <laughs> okay i won't spoil it but i'll be vague about this
1: okay
0: <laughs> did
2: you like or hate the fact that what she thought was happening was happening do you think it was weaker for not being in her head or not i no, can't no. judge if i like okay. it i don't know
1: no i like i totally love that like yeah. because I, I feel like like i kind of feel like like especially women like imagining things that aren't happening is kind mm. of overdone i i think like okay yeah. i feel like we have to believe women <laughs> uh no i like segue I, yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i very much uh, like uh, thought it was um from the point of view of that one. yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah like uh, i could go on about it all day but um yeah clock's ticking so <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you want to? Um, oh yeah. So I was at one of yours. grand. Why not?
2: Um, what were my three? Okay, Assassination Nation, which mm-hmm. is really hard to say, and I hate that title, mm. uh, mm-hmm. is a film which, again, actually is really trashy looking from its trailer, and I assumed that I would sort of be ambivalent towards it because it looked like a sort of kick-ass, but with like a social conscience. I mm. thought it'd be very on the nose and very self-congratulatory and whatnot. Uh, it's not what it is, but it, it's also it's not really about the message, which is quite obvious of just rape culture shit and mm. women have it really hard and patriarchy is of balls. So like yeah, these are pretty really obvious, but it's it's the sheer force of its anger is mm. just so satisfying. Did you see mm. it? No, no,
1: it, that was like a movie I, I I was trying to get to, but I think it just it wasn't in cinema very long. Ago. No, it was gone fast. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I think I saw it on a almost, and this was. Blown away, but also that's the thing. Like, it's not just that it it had a message of anger that I was very much behind. Mm-hmm. It's also that it's it's got a really good score. The direction is really overwrought. Mm-hmm. There's a home invasion sequence, which is about an eight minute unbroken tracking shot, like around mm-hmm. the outside of the house, so like people are coming into it and stuff. And it's probably like the single tensest thing I've seen all year in a film. Like, there's a great tracking shot in Halloween, which is also pretty mm-hmm. really good, but this is so much better than that. And okay. I think if the film, it's, it doesn't, it's hard to describe this, it. like, it's, <laughs> it's trying very hard to be woke, and okay. it is quite woke, because, mm-hmm. like, the four main characters are all girls, uh, it's two white girls, one black girl, one trans girl, but they're never tokenized, like, it's never, like, here's the sub-story about, like, the black character, mm. here's the trans character's very trans-based storyline, mm-hmm. and, like, those things are there, like, there's a bit near the end, and all goes to hell, and there's sort of lynchings happening and stuff, and... Cool. Attempted lynchings, okay. whatever. Uh, and, like, the trans characters obviously is sort of trans issues that are at stake, but the film never has any of the bullies misgender her, which I thought was interesting. Uh, okay. so, which kind of lets you know yeah. that, like, the film isn't doing this to be exploitation-y. Like, it's very much still on the side of these yeah, characters. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's the first film, I think... Of this sort of post me too era, even though it was probably in production before that happened,
0: because
2: hmm. I know people said Halloween felt very post me too as well, which I yeah, can see the reading yeah. of and don't disagree with. Um, mm-hmm. But this felt like the most righteously angry and mm-hmm. the most like satisfyingly so. And I don't, like it is, it's a very exploitationy film, and yet it just lands so much better than I think those films usually do. And I can't yeah. quite put my finger on why it did, but mm-hmm. I just thoroughly loved it. It's great. Yes. And everyone should watch it.
1: Mm. Yeah. No, I'll, I will definitely try and see it. Another, um, another Christmas movie. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not <laughs> Yeah. Should I go for yeah. my? Uh, so um, yeah, this is probably actually probably was maybe my second favorite movie of the year, which is a Sicilian ghost story. Oh, I'm so gonna miss that. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, uh, oh, I don't know. Like, I funny. I saw it without knowing that it's based on a like. Real,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, real horrific event. Um, which I'm not sure whether that. Not saying that that added to it, but it, it like when I then then found out, it sort of packed an extra punch. Yeah. Okay. Um. Be, uh, but yeah, like it's. It, it, I don't know. Like, I, there's really I can't think of any other film that's like it. Maybe Pan's Labyrinth. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, like so it's it's looking at as I say it's it's a real event. It was um the Sicilian mafia kidnapped and killed a, a young boy because his father was an informant. Mm-hmm. Um and this is sort of like an attempt to sort of I think it's like an attempt to give his life some sort of closure or um just like maybe imagine it's just a sort of like an imagine that that he could have had happiness before he died. Like, it's really... It's really sad and bleak, but also really... It's, like, it's very beautiful as well.
2: It sounds a little bit like just ghost stories. Remember last year yeah. or the year before? Like, not exactly like yeah. that, but it doesn't sound entirely dissimilar to that's, it.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I felt like that was a bad movie, but I, didn't know I, that I see either. what you... Yeah, no, like, I mean, I think that was probably what I was attempting to do. Um, and it's... Yeah, it, like it just does this, this really good thing that I think that Pan's Labyrinth does, does as well is like the, the you know, the child characters. So it's Giuseppe who's the kidnapped boy and then his like girlfriend who's trying to find out what's happened to him um, that they kind of get agency through their like imaginations, through like mm-hmm. their, their sort of fantasies that they might be able to meet each other again.
0: Nice. Um,
1: and it's, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's, I came out of it being far too, like, feeling far too uplifted considering this, the subject matter. Um, which I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know how that happens. But I just a compliment. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, I think so. Um, yeah, actually, I guess it's another movie that I don't want to, like, give too much away mm, yeah, because yeah. It, it deserves to be seen. There's very little that's quite like it, and I, yeah, just thought it was amazing. It's what so. I'm dying to see it.
2: My own, yeah. um, right, my other. Yes, this is second to first. It's not really my second film, best film of the year, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tully, which Mm. is another Jason Reitman, Cody, what's-her-face movie? Cody, yeah. Diablo Mm. Cody. (laughs) Cody's not her first name. (laughs) Diablo Cody, yes. Uh, Charlie Ceron, it's it's sort of just a film about a middle-aged, not middle-aged, but Charlie Ceron, mid-40s. So, not quite... Is there a name for that gap of your life where it's like pre-middle <laughs> Invisible. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Uh, but like her going through motherhood and just being stressed out and annoyed that she has no friends and being stuck sort of babies all the time. And then they hire this like live-in nanny who's mm. Tully. Um, and it's just, I don't know, because it the whole way through there's a kind of a tension uh, because they keep hinting towards something like my brain being the film studies thing it is now is like screaming at me like look at all these like signifiers something is wrong here Mm. but I couldn't quite place what it was and then the end like oh that's what it was it all makes perfect sense even like song choices like oh of course so obvious now
0: Uh,
2: so that's why I love it and like the construction level of it because it actually is quite clever and quite subtle and well maybe it's not maybe it is not subtle I'm just an idiot (laughs) but I thought okay Charlize Theron is wonderful she's always wonderful but she's really good in this um she's just so sympathetic mm-hmm. as this sort of overworked mother character but she's also quite charming and funny and the tully character who is played by i forgot her name so i won't even go near it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not mackenzie davis but it's someone with davis or maybe it's mackenzie okay. davis um anyway She's also great, and there's their relationship—I could have watched like hours of. Like this them mm. hanging out was just really engaging and funny and nice. And like Charlie Serrano is like reminiscing over her life and being sad that she's not like twenty anymore. And mm. Tully being like, "Oh, it's not that great being twenty either." It's, it's just a really nice film. And then it—I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end of it, but the thing happens and it reveals what's actually going on, and it really annoyed me because okay. it sort of spoils the good stuff well it doesn't spoil it but okay. it, it means that everything you've watched is now tainted in some way yeah. and I was like that's really annoying but also it's I can't say it's a left turn because it's it's really okay. heavily telegraphed that it's going yeah. to happen mm-hmm. um, but sort of like hereditary it does have that moment of the end going damn it if you hadn't done that yeah. I'd like this more but then again I can't hate it for that being the point mm-hmm. like that's that's what it's leading to mm-hmm. so it's hard to talk about it in ladies, but the 80s, but it's great.
1: That sounds extremely compelling. Um,
2: it's a thoroughly yeah. enjoyable, very low-key drama. Okay. That's, it's kind of like Lady Bird if it wasn't as obnoxious. Okay. I don't mean that in like a really <laughs> insulting. Like, I like Lady Bird, but like, it doesn't feel as as obnoxious as that, but I feel okay. like it's on a similar kind of level of... A similar kind of person, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I don't know, but it, it, it's great.
1: Okay. Good. Huh. Okay, uh, yeah, so I think my last one now um, is... Is this your film of the year or is this... A, no, 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 this is... Oh, you did
2: reverse order. You yeah, did, yeah
1: reverse order, so this is the worst movie now. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, yeah, uh, Love, Simon, mm, nice. um, which, yeah, it was, that was another movie I did not expect to uh, make my top ten, and I actually saw <laughs> A Quiet Place the same day, and I was like, ooh, it's it really did not expect, like, I expected the, A Quiet Place to be the... Mm-hmm. Much better movie, but yeah, there you go. Um, it's a like it's sort of a John John Hughes, so it yeah. feels like a modern version of John Hughes um, movie. Uh, with the main character is um, like in the closet in uh, high school, and so yeah, I mean a lot of the film revolves around both his like you know sort of wondering should he come out, how will he do it, and also. Uh, he he, like makes contact through email with another gay student who he doesn't know who it is. So it's also about trying to find who this person yeah, might be. Okay. Um so, I mean, I did think it was going to be, and I think it's in some ways it is kind of twee and annoying and mm-hmm, straight mm-hmm. Uh, or like a straight. straight version of what being gay yeah, might yeah, be yeah. like. But what I what I really admired about it was. Um, it sort of aligns coming out not with like being different but with coming of age, okay, and um, which i like just i don't know i I found that really quite clever I, again, for straight audiences like i'm yeah like I, I don't think it would really be of any use to people who are gay, like to be honest <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm not saying that they wouldn't find it an enjoyable movie, mm. but I don't think it's going to teach them anything um and I, I, I do also kind of, I'm also kind of concerned that what I'm nearly ultimately implying is like, you know, oh, well, these characters could pass for straight. So that's right. That's okay. helpful, <laughs> which is not. Um,
2: <laughs> for the fact that you're aware of that means, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like what, what I thought was really clever is um, that this, char- so this, uh, Simon, <laughs> he goes to like, he's in a very liberal school. His parents... Okay have very little resistance to whatever he wants to do with his life. But the point, I guess the point is like it, it not that that means that like coming out should suddenly be easy, you know, like, and there's there's sort of, uh, one of the plots that goes on is like that this other character is threatening to out him. Right. I, I guess what I th- what I admire about the movie is that the movie isn't sort of like, well, since everyone's fine with, with homosexuality, coming out should be fine you know like it's still a very personal journey that no one else should dictate to a person um so I guess that's I thought that it was I thought it was very clever that it was able to do that in like a very sort of um tweet tweet. Yeah, Yeah. yeah like not really kind of other than that not really sort of trying to go out of the box very much um so i mean i basically hope that i've now explained why i find a movie that's like problematic in quite a lot of ways also <laughs> quite interesting <laughs> i think you made for a fair case yeah <laughs> okay. i actually
2: realized that's kind of i, I knew of it i haven't seen it um okay. I, yeah i kind of knew the vague plot to it but i didn't mm-hmm. know it was that sort of stuff that's cool mm-hmm. that just sounds interesting i wouldn't mind yeah mm-hmm. um Okay, so my last <laughs> one, which is my actual film of the year, oh, is yes. You are Never Really Here. Mm. I love Lynn Ramsey. Uh, we Top of Kevin is like my favorite film of okay. the last this century probably so <laughs> far. Amazing. Um, I think we said us before we started recording that it wasn't fun to watch. <laughs> I yes. definitely don't think it's a fun film to experience. Mm. In fact, it was a deeply disquieting cinematic experience. Mm. I wanted to stop the whole time. It was <laughs> kind of dreadful, but it, that's a testament to how good it is I guess mm-hmm. the way and this happened with talk with Kevin as well in that the way she uses editing well it's probably not her editing whoever edits her films it's it's an incredibly subjective way of evoking memory or mm-hmm. in this one especially like PTSD it just feels so visceral and so like I don't know I never experienced PTSD but I felt like I was experiencing it while watching this mm-hmm. movie and it was just awful and scary and bad and I do get what you're saying and agree with you that it is very much another one of those men, uh, men can't have emotions so they, you know, cover themselves in the blood of five other people first and they can cry. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not, it's certainly not Mandy. It's not glorifying that. It's very much like this is a broken human being mm-hmm. and he's he's a necessary evil in this one situation where they have to rescue this one girl but, like, he he wants to die and the world <laughs> wants him to die and he shouldn't be alive.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And <laughs> I'm really not saying this film, but it's just, it's... It's a, it's a technical thing on the one hand like the editing I just think is so incredible mm. um, great performances the direction it, it's it's really scary like it's really mm. scary the whole way through it even though it's not necessarily a horror film mm-hmm. um, I just I was thoroughly impressed by it on like every technical level and again just aside from maybe the moments after the child's death in Hereditary it's probably just the most involved I felt watching mm-hmm. a film all year and just the most the most I want is run screaming from a cinema, basically, uh, uh-huh. which is the high praise, I'm guessing, in <laughs> yeah. this situation. Yeah, so. Um And it's been voted film of the year by Film of Ireland, so I feel vindicated in that fact. There you go. Uh, so I think that that's us Ooh. done. Do you want to quickly run through some worsts, or will we leave it there because we've been negative enough?
1: <laughs> well, like, um, I feel like it would be remiss if we didn't say something about Ready Player One. I think
2: we've <laughs> been building towards that for over yeah. a year, yeah. so it probably is safe to say. <laughs> Now, I'm going to go on a limb here and say, it's actually not that bad of a film. The book was so much Mm, worse. Uh, The film is... Every awful spiky corner of shitness in that book has Mm. been smoothed off. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly inoffensive watch. It's a bit dull. um, Too long. Yeah, But I didn't feel as bristling with rage as I did while reading the book.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, Although, I thought Mm. there was two two points where... Please go on. um, It actually... (laughs) But like nothing to do with the book, so it like actually created its own very not good elements. Oh yes. Um. So one of them, and my main, yeah, my main gripe was what's his name? We we what saying so yeah. His so his girlfriend. We remember that name, we but remember. we forget the
2: name of like esteemed directors <laughs> and actors galore.
1: Yeah, we have priorities. <laughs> <laughs> but so his his girlfriend in the in the film is far more is actually probably almost too um competent like she's really good at everything which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing but in order to restrain her in order to ensure that she isn't actually better than him he <laughs> shoots her he kills her twice in game yes but he he twice? shoots twice
2: what's the first one like i remember the second one
1: uh like very early on i can't even remember like what the conceit is but essentially like he has to per- to save her, for whatever reason, he has to, like, ensure that she's not in the game world anymore. So, because it's something like she'd lose all her coins or something. If, if
2: all right, grand. I watched the video game for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: But, like, yeah, for some reason, he, ha- he has to dispatch her. So he shoots her.
2: And I he remember did... the, bit of the big battle at the end where he has to kill her because she's in yeah. wrong body. But I can't remember. Yeah. What's well, the second okay. one? Okay, well, no, go on. That, matter, that but but, yeah. is the
1: second one. But, he, yeah, so he, he's done it before. <laughs> for some other <laughs> stupid reason. But it's like, I understand it's in game and she will go back to the real world and be alive. But, like, how appropriate is it to have a movie where, a, a, like, the protagonist kills his girlfriend when, like, you know, in case you don't, like, read the news or anything, like, <laughs> men shoot their girlfriends all the time. Like, this is a big problem yeah. with men shooting women. Yeah. Um. So, like, I just, I just don't... Like, I just... Disgusted me to be honest. Like, just this whole thing of like possessing women one way or another. Like, and to be fair, that isn't actually one place that the book went. So you know, that pissed me off.
2: (laughs) Like the one thing I thought about her character, i thought that, I would have hated it more. Except that I really like Olivia Cook. I think Mm. she's so good and everything she's in. Like she was so good in base Motel. So I just love her. I was was annoyed she was in. I was like, crap, why is she (laughs) in? I really like her. And so I just liked that character. Because I have to. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of prefer the book version. Because in the book version, even though I think she's written to be more of a quote-unquote bitch. And that he's meant to... Or we as an audience, our readers, aren't supposed to like mm. her. Because she's too... Sound. I much preferred her in the book. Because she had much more agency. And she didn't give a shit about him. And yeah, she just did her own thing. Like, that's is much fair. better. Whereas the film made her much more of a romantic...
1: Yeah, and second fiddle yeah. to him
2: that had to follow him around and think yeah. he's fucking Jesus. Like,
1: no, like, yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I just wish they didn't shoot her. That too is, now <laughs> you've
2: said it, really bad. I don't need to remember one of those shootings which is it's yeah. actually terrible. Uh, the other thing about the film that annoyed me was the Shining sequence Surely yeah. because it just felt so weird and bad mm. and it, it, it felt like sacrilege to have these fucking giant dumb looking anime characters lumbering around mm-hmm. what was actually very technically impressive in terms of how they rendered it and how they... Mm-hmm did that whole Overlook Hotel sequence but then you got like the giant lady with the axe and the maze and yeah. like this is this is bad. The Room two three seven sequence with the old naked old lady that was really yeah. <laughs> well carefully edited and shot and again uh-huh. you know, it was really impressive but it just felt so wrong to have it in there Cinematic yeah, it just no, you're right. cinematic
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, Is that your only worst of the year?
1: Um uh, hmm.
2: I've got a couple but we don't have to do them
1: <laughs> yeah uh, well I mean I, oh Red Sparrow yeah, yeah Red Sparrow <laughs> Red Sparrow was just very very like poor like the only way I can kind of so it's actually yeah it, it was apparently the uh, one of the directors of the Hunger Games movies yes
2: it was the guy that made this uh, I think he's also called something Lawrence yeah he is yeah. I
1: was like is Jennifer Lawrence related to him yeah I don't think so uh, yeah, the arts no yeah. but um, but like it's sort of like I, actually this is what I say in my uh, turkey of the year so uh-huh, you can catch uh-huh. it on, on on the website um, but like it's sort of like someone said I really want to see The Hunger Games made again but instead of about violence it should be about like sexual assault <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's this there's <coughs> an extended uh, um, you know there's a fairly yeah um, large segment of the movie where they go to I guess it's sort of nearly like a Kingsman Academy but it's like for sex. <laughs> and it, 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 there's like, there's a really, a really horrific scene where the, the, like, the, I guess the Academy is just trying to like break people mm. and they, they're telling this girl to get on her knees. And I'm kind of like, who is this for? In wh- In what reality is anyone supposed to like, you know, get any entertainment or, you know, like think that this is in any way clever or intellectual or like it's just it's just gross shop value and yeah i don't understand i really don't understand who this film is for like it's yeah well no
2: one seems to like it so i guess no. ultimately it was for no one yes. bar the director <laughs> and i hope he's had some sad crying wanks to it or whatever he wanted yeah. out of that movie yeah it sounds like I, the more i hear how bad it is the more i kind of want to watch it just <laughs> to see but i also don't want to watch it because i know it'll probably be horrific to watch from mm. everything i've heard about it yeah um
1: yeah what uh, any other
2: <laughs> movies uh, so there's two which i don't know i'm not really arching through all this there's two ones <laughs> that are terrible and one that is sort of my best worst of the year okay. like my worst best you want to call it uh i think everyone's heard about gotti at this point which is mm. the john travolta starring biopic of apparently real mobster john gotti i'd never heard of him before this film came out apparently he was a big deal in the real world in like 80s new york crime
0: Mm-hmm.
2: whatever um, <laughs> it is dreadful everything you've heard is true the 0% Rotten Tomatoes is justified It, it's not so much that it's trying to do fellows in 90 minutes like it's doing a similar thing of jumping around it's like it's trying to do six seasons of Sopranos in 90 minutes okay. it's just running through plot points and it it Whoa. switches time zone like backwards and forwards almost minute to minute there's so many different wigs and hairdos and prosthetics that, that's actually quite well done all okay. that's something not revolting. To- <laughs> um it's dreadful it's not really laugh out loud bad in many places like oh. it's not really a funny watch but it's if you if you understand editing and pacing and it's very funny then because okay. it's just so badly <laughs> done and mishandled and it took years to make and then like the, the title song in the credits is by pitbull and leona lewis remember Ooh, her wow. <laughs> so why are they together <laughs> Dreadful. Um the other quick terrible one is Robin Hood, which no one yeah. is surprised that's bad. Uh it's kinda because of how bad it is. It it's trying so hard to be cool that it's almost entertaining. It's quite funny, um, unintentionally. Ben Mendelssohn plays the one character he always plays mm-hmm. now, just that one villain that he plays in literally everything. Uh the, the Robin goes to a rack bit's pretty funny, mm-hmm. where they go to the Crusades and it's shot like a modern, like Zero Dark Thirty or the Hurt Locker kind of movie and everyone's holding their bows and arrows like machine guns and it's just so weird and it's just why not make this film but set it in the modern day like just mm. change it why <laughs> did you bother with the time thing at all you want to make a modern uh. movie terrible quite funny uh i'll skip that one because you know it's bad best <laughs> worst of the year though is a film called final score which got a lot of posters and then never got released in cinemas here, which oh. is really weird uh it came if you have Sky, it's it's one of those... It's, remember Hurricane Heist last year, which was a simultaneous Sky oh, okay. movies and cinema release? Mm-hmm. This is one of those, but didn't actually get the cinema release. From, oh. Even though there was posters <laughs> and buses ads for it all over the place. Uh, so it's Die Hard, but in a football stadium. Oh. Uh, if you watch the trailer and laugh a lot at it, which you should, that is exactly what the film is. Okay. It doesn't disappoint. It, it, <laughs> is, it is Die Hard, but football. It's Dave Bautista trying to find Pierce Brosnan, Whoa. who is the MacGuffin. Um... <laughs> He has a terrible accent. Uh, it's it's. There's a football match happening, and David Bautista is like wrapping motorbikes over it, mm-hmm. and like swinging across the stadium, big ropes, screaming atop his yeah. lungs. The football match never gets stopped. It's baffling. Um, mm-hmm. There's terrible Russian accents. There's soliloquies about daughters being chickens. There's there's all kinds of Whoa. great fights <laughs> in kitchens with frying pans, and it's 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 absolutely wonderful. It is, shite of the highest order. Everyone should watch it because I want like five sequels. I don't know what they do. Maybe he goes to America to an American football game. It's it's very because it's made by English people, but it's really made for an American audience. So okay. they're treating soccer as a very Ooh. complicated thing. And hard to, it's just it's great. It's so good.
1: Wow, it's bad. <laughs>
2: uh, so yeah, I guess that's 2018 yeah. in conclusion.
1: Hmm, yeah, not, not, bad. not a bad year, but. Some Not bad about, movies. You know, yeah,
2: well, I don't want to say a good year for movies, bad year globally. Oh and yes, so yes. Socially, heck, and everything else yes. is quite quite terrible. um That's very true. But here's to a worse year next yeah. year when I guess shit really hits the fan, mm. probably.
1: Yeah, well, but you know, but there's another Avengers
2: movie, so exactly whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, is there anything you're um planning to see in the new year or before?
2: Uh, well, speaking of films that. Will probably be in next year's version of the Oscar list mm. for this year. Uh, the favorite, which I am really dying oh, to yeah. see, but isn't out here until January first, I think. Mm. But it's going to be one of those Oscar films for this year mm-hmm. that will be released next year for us, which is irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. Let's bring this to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. There's more stuff coming out. I'm sure. I don't know, but yeah, the favorites a good. Cool. Yeah. Good one for the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I think I'll probably be seeing um, Old Man and the Gun. I've heard it's lovely. Yeah. It's nice. Um, yeah. It's sort of like, it seems to be like everyone in my family wants to see it to a <laughs> certain degree. So we're going to oh, it for our nice. Christmas uh, movie. It's so that'll lovely. be nice. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would like to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm, um, definitely do. It does sound very compelling. It's a good time. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be loads more that I can't think of right now that I will see.
2: There's a new Hellboy movie. Yeah. Uh, other better
1: films. Can only <laughs> hope.
2: Um, yeah, so thank you for listening this long. If you did indeed, yes. I'm sure this was far too long. Um <laughs> See you on the catch side. Yes. Flip side? That's not the phrase. See
1: you next
0: year. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>